Oh, hi. Hi there. Welcome to A Peek Beneath the Veil, the podcast edition. Could I quickly ask that you consider subscribing to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash tabletopnotch? You can also do this for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. Easy to boo. Easy. You can also follow us on social media at tabletopnotch for updates, announcements, and footage of me talking to every creature in all of Antisuyu. Anyways, I've said all I needed to say. Don't want to take up more of your time. So, let us begin this week's episode of A Peak Beneath the Veil. Alright, we're officially live. Um, welcome back to the second episode, second official chapter, first episode of our campaign. Welcome to all the people watching, the couple of people that are watching. Um, we played a sort of get-to-know-each-other episode before this that wasn't aired. Now we're playing sort of our first live episode. The characters will sort of be introduced as they come in. Um, there's a little bit of the story that's already been told. We're going to do a brief recap of the chapter before, and then we'll just go right into it. No frills, no nothing. Is everybody ready to go? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> In chapter one, an arranged carriage. We began on the southern shores of Antisuyu, where operative Jillian Casivo sought the assistance of Graven Ilvigo for a scouting mission. Graven, go ahead and raise your hand. After saying goodbye to the young aide, Holland, Graven joined the caravan of hired hands consisting of Safira, a ranger, Erland, a monk, and Benji, a gnome, not here, serving as a coachman. <laughs> On the way to Orinchupa, the party was waylaid by a young tiefling, Orba, whose interruption con- coincided with a sudden ballista strike that demolished the carriage, sent the horses scrambling. Jillian called upon the tiefling and a prisoner halfling, Zara, to stand and fight as the undead gnolls skittered down the hill in an ambush. When the skirmish subsided, Jillian chased one fleeing knoll on horseback and gave instructions to reunite at the Dancing Clam, an inn in the southern port of Orinchupo, where the new recruits would be well compensated for their efforts and the others could resume their primary mission. In tracking the source of the knoll attack, Safira and Erland climbed to the spot of the now-abandoned ballista, where they spotted a small outpost, seemingly ravaged by the rampaging undead that they had fought. While speaking with the survivors, Graven, through a bit of forceful intimidation, was able to discern that the apothecary had taken a bribe to place a mysterious box in the outpost's central fountain. Departing, as tensions were getting high, we made our way to the fountain where Orba's talents at detecting magic revealed the box whereupon opening dispelled an illusion revealing a large hatch leading to a stone staircase. As the party began their not-so-stealthy descent, they wondered what dangers would await them and how long they would stray before finding their way back to Orinchupa. We find out now in Chapter 2 of A Peak Beneath the Veil. As you take your steps down the staircase you hear this distinct hissing noise that you heard. It stops, and there's a moment of silence. 10, 15 seconds go by, and you hear it again. And you wait, and you listen, and you hear it again, but there's a different sort of tone to it. It becomes a 
and it alternates back and forth. And a very dim light flickers at the end of the staircase. And it continues to weaken and weaken and weaken, and then it goes out entirely. But the noises continue slowly. And you stand there at the staircase. What do you do? Can anybody make light? I believe you can. Uh, I'm out of <laughs> spells, though. I've got, uh, I think you have one that's a cantrip, which means you don't need a spell slot for it. Uh, ba, 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 ba. It might Clerk. even be called light. Evocation Cantrip Light. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, touch one object that is no larger than ten feet in any dimension. Until the spell ends, objects, object, object sheds bright light in a twenty-foot radius and dim light for an additional twenty feet. Light can be colored as I like. Ooh. Completely covering the object with something opaque blocks the light. The spell ends if you cast it again or dismiss it as an action. So basically, you touch an object and it glows. But okay. Fairly decent light, like a torch. Um, I don't. Have, I just have what I had, right? There's so. bits of rocks around, sort of the stone staircase. There's some. You could take something out of your pack, you know, uh, a book or a. Yeah, wanna, maybe an oblong-shaped stone that I... Sure. There's a couple pieces of stone around. You can pick them up. loose. Um, uh, oh, I don't have to roll for it or anything. No. Okay. You hold it light. Yeah, I hold you it You see up. the light. It extends down the staircase, but the staircase goes down maybe 15, 20 feet, and then it flattens out and goes forward, so you can't see beyond that, even though it's lit a little bit. I'd like to detect if there are any monstrosities around. Sure. Um, you take a look around, sort of looking for any footprints, scrapings, claw marks, anything of the sort. You don't find any. Um, there is some sort of claw mark indentation. It looks fairly consistent with the knolls that you fought earlier. There doesn't seem to be anything there that you didn't see before. Does anybody else think this sounds like something is sleeping down here? Sounds like breathing. Perhaps we should advance slowly. Agree. How far does your light go? Just end quietly. If it's here, it's here. Don't it could be sleeping. Slowly. Walking down the stairs. Yeah, I can. I continue to advance slowly down the stairs. You descend. The air is very warm. Is anyone coming with me? Yeah. Okay. I'll stay in the middle of the light. Okay. But you're leading front. So as you descend, the air is very warm. There's sort of a staleness that feels like it's drying out your skin. That's not there, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) The hissing gets a little louder, but it starts to slow. So whereas before it was a becomes sort of a Think it's an animal? Or a human? I don't know. It almost sounds like it could just be a crack in the rock, like fissure. How, how far away from the bottom of the steps are we? Um, when you started, you were you know, 15, 20, so you've taken 5, 10 feet. I mean, if you move another 10 feet, you might be able to see what's sort of forward. One of us should go forward. I'll go. I'm the smallest. Yeah, you have to be quiet. Genuinely. Be quiet. Can you see in the dark? No, 
like to sneak around if I have to. I think you can take my light for a little while. Yeah. I'll take it. Okay. Okay. And the glowing rock over to Bazaar. <clears throat> she moves. You inch forward. Make a stealth check for me. Mm-mm. Uh, the die with the most sides yeah. on. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Looks small. My bad. Got <laughs> it. So you move forward, and as you move down, you can start to see that it opens up ever so slightly into sort of a small chamber, and you've got the the glowing rock, and it sort of sheds some light in, and it has the look kind of of a sparse workshop. There's a couple of thrown-together tables, surfaces, a few bits of parchment sort of strewn about, and there's a small iron sort of candelabrum that's holding the dripping remains of some candles. So the, the light that you saw flickering out appeared to be some candle light that now has gone out. And on the ground, there's an intricate circle carved into the stone floor. It looks like it has sigils sort of lining around the outside. And on the far wall, there's a three to four foot cylinder. It's mostly glass. It has an iron ba- band around the top and around the bottom and there's sort of a bluish mist that's dissipating on the inside. And after a couple of seconds, the mist kind of goes away completely, and at that same time, the hissing noise stops. It seems to be a workshop down here. Is is there anyone in there? Can you see anyone? The wax is still warm on the candelabra. But there's a tube. I can't see anything in it though anymore. And I go down the stairs. Uh, wait, I go. I go down with her and into the room. Sure, you can come down with the workshop. There, all fall. You guys enter. It's There's fairly small. Here, though, so you're safe. Yeah. Someone was just here. If I was just alight. As soon as I came down, the hissing stopped. Is there anything inside the the cylinder aside from the from the mist that seems to be dissipating? That was it. Uber. Can you sense magic here? I can do my best. Um, okay, I go to the center of the room, mm-hmm. and I take a moment to myself, and I cast Detect Magic. Yeah, you cast it. And the circle on the ground <coughs> starts to glow in a very sort of vibrant way. And the cylinder kind of has a faint glow to it that's dimming. Maybe whatever was in it now dissipating the magic is starting to subside. Make an arcana check for me as well. Yes. Ten. Ten, okay. You can tell that this is a transportation circle um, from your knowledge and studies. Powerful spellcasters can <coughs> use these circles to link to another circle elsewhere and transport things between them. And what you know of this spell from your studies is that through normal conjuration of the spell, the portal only opens for a very short period of time. And it would be you know less than ten seconds. So it would be very expensive and very time-consuming to repeatedly open these portals for a lot of things to get through. Mm -hmm. So if you needed to keep it open, you'd need an an additional source of magic of some kind to do so. So am I to assume that in order to get all of the gnolls that have been reportedly coming into this town, it must have been a powerful 
presumably something Spell to that effect. Yeah. Okay. Or they could have opened it a whole bunch of times. It just would have been right. expensive. Okay. Expensive, I, like effort-wise. Both materials, time, uh, skill, all three. Um, I believe this is where the portal was created, so that all of the gnolls can get into this room. And it's very possible that the shaman had opened it. He must be very good. Has anyone ever seen mist or cylinder like the one here? I go up and examine the cylinder. Can make an investigation check. check make an investigation check just while you're looking at the cylinder. Do I get assistance? Can I back? Yeah. Can I yeah. Back? Uh, sure. Okay. 12, investigation, mm-hmm. 15. 15. Um, nothing about it seems functioning or anything more. At this point, with the mist having dissipated, it looks like no more than a glass jar with the bands, a large one. But scrawled behind it on the, on the stone wall on the far wall, there's sort of a chalk notation that says GGG. <laughs> First... E.D. period. First E.D.? E.D. Okay. This is on the wall? This is written on the wall. <coughs> P216. G.G.G. First Ed P216. Is okay. this... I can carry a lot of stuff, right? Sure. Is this something that I could, like... It would... That's on? big enough that you couldn't carry it easily. Uh, you can't just throw it in your backpack or something. <laughs> it's it's so, heavy and it's... Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting You'd need to put it on a wagon or a horse yeah. or something. It's... I go and to, lift it. I go to lift it a few times. Sorry, <laughs> guys. <laughs> yeah, the cylinder. Is the um, detect magic spell fading on the cylinder still? It's gone. It's, it's gone. gone at this okay. Point. Got it. It was only there briefly for a moment. But the sigil is still lit. It yeah. wasn't the spell wearing out. It was the magic. Yeah, whatever was in the cylinder, the spell is. Okay. Graven G G G. Does that mean anything to you? First edition, page 216. Not that I can remember. Uh, it doesn't can I do a memory check? It doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Do you think it's the title of a book? No, no. First ED, page. edition, page, GGG. Anyone? Does that mean anything to anyone? I don't think so. GGG. Only that this was a very elaborate and well planned attack. Wasn't there, someone working alone? Are there any books around the room? Pieces of parchment, nothing written on any of them as far as you can tell. Mm. Um, I rack my brain through all of the books that I have read because I'm pretty well read. Mm-hmm. Is this GGG standing out to me in any way? If it, it, it doesn't, if you make an arcana check on um, sort of the magical books that you've read. It doesn't. And in addition to that, it's you feel like it might have stood out if it was the title. It may be an abbreviation for a title as opposed mm. to an actual title. So, right. uh, Friends, if this is indeed a book, I believe I may have encountered it in my youth. Um, there was a, a, a teacher of mine named Master Grimari, and he wrote a rather famous book called Grimari's Giant Grimoire. That's GGG. That's why I started telling this story in the first place. <laughs> this isn't an arbitrary story. You wouldn't happen to have a copy of it, would you? Do, do I have a copy? I don't think I have a copy. Um, How uh, many times have you read it? 
it's been it's been a very long time. Do you um, know where we could find one? My father had a copy, but I haven't I haven't seen him in a very long time. This teacher of yours, what kind of man was he? Um, he was uh, a very well respected teacher um, who turned out to be um, a fraud. A fraud in what way? None of the books he wrote were, or many of the books he wrote were um, plagiarized from much older writings. Um, what was he a teacher of? Uh, he was uh, uh, al- alchemy. He was an al- alchemy teacher. Um, do do would I do I know would I know that page would I know the book well enough to no. give me a moment to rack my brain? <laughs> I mean, is is it a a, a heavy tome? You know, is you, this a you know enough book? to know. I mean, you studied. <coughs> yeah. yeah, you know enough to know it was a book of spells, incantation, like a like an index of, of yeah. Spells. So it would be a really yeah, it's a large sort of uh, okay. educational tome. Where's your teacher live now, eh? I don't think I know that. It's been truly nearly a decade. It's been nearly a decade since I've seen either of them. You know where your father lives? It's a bit personal, but no. Why don't we let him rack his brain for a second (laughs) and we can look around the room and see if there's any other clues? This was an organized attack. No one did this on our own. Required too many resources, too much money. It was a group that did this. Do we know anyone, anything that would have... We don't even know their goal. Did he have any assistance when he was teaching you? Uh, no, he did not. Any family? Not truly. He was a teacher of mine. Uh, we parted on... not the best terms. Can we do... I'd, I'd like to did investigate you? the room. Sure. He's alive. Take a look around, I make an investigation check. Who wants to help me investigate the room? I... I Two of you start to sort of wander through some of Sixteen. Eleven. Sixteen. Okay. Um, okay. Plus nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, I mean, you do a pretty thorough search. There's ten to fifteen sheets of parchment that are in good condition that you could take with you. Um, mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be any, and there doesn't seem to be anything of value or, or anything out of the ordinary beyond the. Okay. Plain parchment. And is this yeah, just plain. It looks like there was a lot of it, and they took the pieces, or the pieces that had writing on them are, are gone. There's some dried ink in a well somewhere. Is this the um, like the end of the chamber? Or yeah, it doesn't, it, doesn't it doesn't go anywhere yeah, else. Okay. The stairs go down, opens up into this little room, and as far as you can tell, that's it. Not under the fountain. And what yeah. about the thing on the ground? No one knows what that means. I do. Yes, it's, a, it's the... Transportation source. Yes, it's oh. the source of Sorry. where the gnolls came from. That's okay. Um, not for any purposes other than just recording it. Can I do a sketch of the sigil just as a... Sure, yeah. It's a pretty well-drawn circle, and there's sigils at ten points around the circle okay. that are some sort of geometric symbols. You don't recognize the symbol specifically, but it's mostly shapes sort of interlocking with each other. It doesn't seem to be a language, certainly not one that anyone recognizes. It's sort of symbols more than language. Uh, where in the world are we right now again? Uh, in terms of what? In terms of, like, where, where are we, what, what area are we in? Uh, Antisuyu is the continent, yeah, yeah, and you're on the southern coast near Orange. Mm. Mm. No one knows of a book named Latent Tensions, do they? 
latent tensions. Sounds sensual, but no. Does it ring a bell? Nobody recognizes no. And I don't and I don't remember any of the passages that were of note in my history with this in that book in the group. I don't remember like, any of the passages um, from either Latent Tensions or Grimoires. No, the the grimoire, as far as you can recall, is pretty pedantic. I mean, it's literally like listings of spells, how to what materials are needed, what spell you know the motions required. Okay. It's fairly academic. It's not a opinion piece in any way. Or... Early. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Why do you ask? There was a book called Latent Tensions, written by a, um, that my father picked up in Northern Kira, and there were passages within that tome that uh, I discovered um, Grimari had, had used in many of his compendi- uh, compendiums. We can keep it in mind. I say we meet Jillian. We've discovered all we can discover here. I'm going to the dance. <laughs> sure. Sure. I believe we should probably inform the people upstairs because whoever did this was clearly targeting them and whatever god or ceremony they were about to perform, so we should probably warn them to, like, I don't know, make better friends or something. Or seal off this chamber, definitely. It could perhaps be um, less information, more of a warning. The attack may have been aimed at me, as I said, Grimari and I did not leave on the best of terms. What were the terms? Just tell us. I sort of... Yes. ...ruined his life. Brilliant. Well, I'm glad we've all got good friends. He was a, a very famous teacher, and after the, um... Uh, after the revelations of, of his plagiarism uh, became public, he was sort of cast off, lost his job. Um, and I may have profited a little off of... <laughs> it wouldn't be a stretch to say that he might blame you. I think specifically he blames me. Great. Wonderful. Well, the more you know. At least we now know who's after us. Well, it could be. After you, sir. Well, are you going to leave me by myself? No, listen, I think we should go upstairs, we should seal this off, we should tell the people what happened here. But clearly someone was here just now. Someone was here, but if there was a transportation spell, they could have left. They could be miles away from here by now. There's no tracking them, we can't reopen it. I don't want to walk into a trap, even if we could. There's no, like, secret doors? She did a pretty thorough uh, And no one has the ability, uh, no one has the ability to, um, uh, uh, reopen, reopen the... And walk into gate. what? All that? <laughs> into complete, into the complete unknown. That's it could the thing, be anything. We don't know where we're going. It could be more creatures down there. Well, it could be the headquarters of whoever started this. I say we it see could it all be, good It could and open to something two miles above the surface of the. That's true. Yeah, drop us into the. The um, just unknown. to clarify how the spell that led us here works. Since we opened the little box that led to the staircase, mm-hmm. how does that interact now? Is this a permanent structure? Yeah, the structure was always permanent. Okay. The box dispelled an illusion of something covering it up. So right. anyone who walked, who just happened by it, wouldn't notice it. But the actual, the room and everything, that, that exists. That's Got all it. I saw. It didn't conjure the No, staircase. no, it didn't create it. Um, I think we just have to go up, seal this thing off, and... 
be on our way. You don't think that your teacher could have been the one to approach Winston and that's, given him this box? Where was that's, he a teacher? That's, ex- uh, that's what you think. No, he was a, um, he was a no. Yes, you're right. It he was, was a dwarf. It was a tiefling that approached Winston. Well, they, they, he could be working for him. We don't, I, I believe that this is a ploy of a larger organization. Yeah, I don't think he deliberated himself, though, right? No. He's he would, trying he not to be seen. A, he would have sent an emissary. That's a good one. Whether they knew. Yes. All right, so do we start heading up the stairs yeah, then? Let's... Yes, I think we should. Okay. okay. I follow all Make our way to the clan. I sort of linger behind and take, take one last look. <laughs> uh, nothing... And I assume nothing in my memory is jogged. No, it doesn't seem the the room's pretty picked clean. It doesn't seem like we're really trying. (laughs) Why doesn't everyone make an investigation? (laughs) So that I can tell you. Mine was mine was for emotional. (laughs) No, no, I I got you. And and nothing catches your eye in particular. I give means anything to you. I give the room a nod. (laughs) Let's go, Erlen. And reluctantly follow behind them. (laughs) Come on, Ranger. Okay, you guys sort of. Make your way out the staircase. Who's leading? Who's at who's in front? Or Orvis headed out? <laughs> so as you exit the fountain, um, you can see a little ways off in the distance that the remaining sort of townsfolk have begun to pack up their things. They're sort of loading some carts, wagons. As if you recall, they mentioned that as soon as they felt safe, they were going to sort of make a caravan to took to. They're all going to sort of make a beeline for the safest large city. And you can see them packing up their things. And as you step out, first person, you hear a familiar voice behind you. And it's Jason Fuller, and he's standing in the water there, sort of part of the way in the fountain. And he's looking sort of at the dispelled illusion. What did you find down there? I think we found the source of your problems. I didn't want to believe you. I didn't want to believe that one of our own would... As soon as you left... Winston packed a satchel and left in haste. He claimed that he feared for his life, that it was better to go on ahead of us to Tuktu, and nobody questioned it, seeing as how you threatened him. But as he left, he didn't look frightened to me. He looked angry. Thank you for your honesty. Did you see which direction he went? I didn't. Didn't think to look. Took a moment to myself and my wife. We don't want any part of this. If you go on to seek him, it won't be with my help. You don't need to have any part of it, but you do need to look out for yourself. I will, thank you. So, are you a well-read man, by any chance? I suppose I've read a few. You ever heard of a, um, a dwarven scholar named Grimari? I think I might have heard the name. Wrote a book called Grimari's Giant Grimoire. You haven't, are there any copies in, in your village? Do you have a copy? Is there anyone you know who is a collector of books? Nobody here practices magic of any kind. If it's a magic book, we're unlikely to have it. Urin Chupa does have a fairly large library. It's possible that there is one there. Did Winston leave anything behind? Yes. He had a large trunk that he was packing his things into. Decided he didn't need too many things, and packed a backpack instead. How would you feel if we took it with us? It's already been distributed amongst the survivors. Just a few potions, some herbs, nothing of value in particular. Tell those people to be careful, is all I would say. 
Is the trunk still there, though? It is. Can we just take a look? I suppose. It's very heavy. It'd be difficult to take it with you without a cart or a horse of some kind. Do you have any carts or horses that you might be able to lend us? So many of them were killed in the attack. We really can't afford to spare any of them. Well, I say you guys should go on your way. We'll take a look at the trunk ourselves. We will. I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but I hope I never see you again. He turns, walks back towards. That's harsh. That's fair. <sighs> I don't know. I thought. We I say we look at the trunk. I agree. You never know what could be hiding in there. Mm. They're scared. They may have missed something. Some trap door or magic spell. What if he wasn't heading to Tuk to? He probably wasn't, remember? He, um, he, he was up. lying. But where would he be headed? Do we have any idea? There's no way of knowing, but he's probably headed if he was angry, truly, and he's part of this, more a part of this than we thought he was, then he's heading to wherever this started, wherever they're organizing this run. That said, if we make it to Orange Chupa, we can go to the library and consult the book. We know what book we're looking for. Hopefully. Or at the very least, we know what was referenced. Orange Chupa is. That's where the that's where he said when correct. he slipped up when he was talking. Mm-hmm. <coughs> no, I wasn't there. That was. I don't think that was the um, point. No, though. He said. <coughs> I believe he originally said he was he had come from Tuktu, and then he accidentally said he had come from Pachacama, which is the capital city. No, oh, but that wasn't about where he was going. No, he, I don't think he said anything. About and where, where is the pub that we're meant to be meeting? The really inn is in also Orange 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 I was just thinking like a heavy barrel or something. Yeah. <laughs> this guy could move something. I mean, the hole's a few big times enough. with my mace. The hole was big enough for you to walk down into. You'd have to take some moments to board it up or fill it. Or, you know. What are the odds it's going to be used again now that you're going somewhere else? Well, it could not be following you two. We're, we're not really sure. Let's investigate the trunk first. You make your way back to sort of the sort of thatched barn. Um, and there's a few things left around. There are some tables, heavy items that people left behind. Like there's an anvil somewhere that they, people just said, you know, we'll take what we need and we'll go. And back in the corner where you talked to Winston originally, you do see the large trunk. He was sitting on it before, I think. Um, it's open and there doesn't appear to be anything inside, you know, from an immediate glance. I go with. The trunk is pretty big. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair size. Like, it seemed like it had a lot of potions in it. Like, that's what he carried here with all his belongings. I'm not sure that we'll find anything of value. Well, there doesn't seem to be anything in there, but there's trap doors and everything in this place. (laughs) I'll take a jump inside. I'll help. I'll I'll keep a watch out. Right. You can make an investigation check with my help. Yes, you can. (laughs) Is that in two rolls? Yeah, you can do two in eyes. Nine. Nine. Okay, you're actually able, it's large enough that you're able to sort of 
get into it (laughs) and take a look. You know, you look at the siding, and there's some designs on the sides and stuff, but it seems fairly intricate, and honestly, the, the thing that strikes you about it is the craftsmanship of it seems more expensive than a man who who seemed to be not particularly well off. Mm. You know, the whole group here was sort of common people, right. fairly mundane clothing, and the intricacies on the inside of the trunk make it seem very expensive. Uh, but there's no there's no other items, trapdoors, locked, anything like that. If, if I jog my memory, do I, do I recognize Winston Muldoon at all? Like him as a person? What he looks like? Do I recognize the look of the man at all? Uh, yeah, well, what about him specifically? Um, is he someone I've met before? Oh, no. Great. As far as you can tell. Okay, great, not great, great. Well, there is nothing in here, but it's pretty fancy for someone who didn't have a lot of money, supposedly. Well, he was given a lot of money. Right. He must have been being paid off for a while. Or he wasn't the pauper he claimed to be. Or he was, and he was given a lot of money, which gave him the motivation to join a cause. And we don't know where he's going? We didn't. We don't know where he's going? No. The only thing we know is that he mentioned on Tuber. Then perhaps we should proceed. What if he's trying to get the book before we do? Well, he already had the book. Someone already had the book. To it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a very well-known book. It's, I just don't have it memorized. It is a fairly... It's a very... Yeah, yeah it was a fairly... It's, you know, it's like a cookbook for spells, right? Yeah, it's, it's a yeah, index. Yeah, it's an index. <laughs> Joy of alchemy. Yeah. yeah. He didn't go down into the chamber, though, so he wouldn't have seen... No, I, I, I believe he was a pawn in this. I agree. But it's, it seems that we need to meet Jillian and Orange Chupa, and uh, there's a library in Orange Chupa. It seems like that is where our journey must take us. Yes, I would like to go to the library. All right, help me out of the box. Um, I, I give her, I reach my hand in it and pull her out. <laughs> she sort of puts one foot on the edge of it and springs up. <laughs> As they do that, I go over to Graven and I take his hand and I walk him over to the anvil that you mentioned mm-hmm. previously. Yeah. And I point at it and say, can you pick this up? I try to pick it up. <laughs> make just a straight, uh, make an athletics check. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> uh, feeling confident. Uh, athletics, here we go. Make a little run. Ah, twenty. Twenty. I mean, Ooh. you sort of bend down, wrap your arms around it. I mean, it's not a gigantic anvil, and you are able to, with some effort. I mean, you can pick it up. It's you can't walk very quickly or move like this. <laughs> it's very impressive. Good. Now, can you carry it over to the trapdoor? Put it on the trap door? Uh, if you put it in the hole, it would fall down. The, the hole's the, bigger than that. I thought there was a she door. Like, oh, yes. Closet? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you understand? I suppose. Yes, I do. Come on, tell us what you got. All right, fine. He sort of, with like, some effort, yeah. one foot and then the other foot makes his way over. I sort of dart out of the dart out and close the trap door and stand waiting for him. <laughs> <laughs> Honk. <laughs> you drop it down on the thing, and it's sort of, it's a, it's wood, but it's thick, and it sort of groans under the weight of it. Oh, God. And it, for now, seems to be holding. Oh, I don't feel like we outside. People will get the idea, I think. <laughs> Good enough. It, it, would, be, it would be very difficult to come up from out of it with right. the, 
you know, with the But animal. also putting more on top of it might just cave possible. Yeah. I think we're just making ourselves feel <laughs> yeah. better, but I've, <laughs> done Let's go while well, it's still gym. steady. Yeah. <laughs> Before it breaks. Okay, two or one tuba then. Good idea. So, so we have to find the path, right? We sort of we yeah, go back you know where the path <laughs> came off of it. So if you walk sort of back vaguely in direction towards the camp, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, um, might I suggest a long rest before we do? Yeah, what time so is it? Can get uh, it's getting into the later rest. afternoon. Oh, you, you would have to. Uh, I mean, yes, you can. The, it, this isn't a friendly place yeah. to stay. Yeah. Um, I say we move a couple paces and then take a break. Can he, okay. I guess I could take one of those potions that I had earlier. Um, if you need to. Of course, it's a Winston potion. I don't trust that. <laughs> it's probably just Kool-Aid. S-O-B. I'll try the potion. Okay. Uh, Please don't a, die. I know. Uh, t- 2d4 plus 2, I think the potion is. Healing. Yes, 2d4 plus 2. <coughs> so roll it twice. Mm-hmm. Add them together, add 2. 3... One, four, so six. six. Sweet. So, so you drink the potion, no ill effects, as far as you can tell. <laughs> Winston. <laughs> None. Okay. Cool. I feel better. So, so we, we, we proceed. Okay. So you make your Let's way. Let's go a little bit. Sort of back out. You pass by some of the sort of ruined remains. Sort of, it, it's all pretty picked clean. Um, there's one building that you walk by, sort of out in the direction that you didn't come through, that seemed like a, it had some sort of, now what are torn banners on it. It seemed like this might have been the entrance, sort of the way people came through. There's a lot of wheel tracks, footprints and stuff. And that building's still standing somewhat, a little more so than the other buildings. You kind of walk by that. And sitting on sort of an upright wooden lectern is a book that hasn't been damaged in any significant way. It's it's like, outside of the building? Yeah, or? it's sort of, there's like a window mm-hmm. and a sort of wooden lectern sticking out. So it's, someone would stand in there and check, like mm-hmm. sort of see people through. And there's mm-hmm. a book there, yeah? I walk over to the book. Okay, you walk over to the book. Um, I follow behind. This one's got initiative. <laughs> What's this say? It's a uh, it's a ledger of names that seems to be people who came to the festival. Jason Fuller's on there, Winston Mullen, and it has occupations, apothecary, fishmonger, you know, all of the and none of the names seem to mean anything now. You can take it with you and you can compare the names at a different time. The only thing that looks any different than the others, most of them are just name, occupation, name, occupation. And one of the entries says Buraj Il Cravo. B O O R A J, Uraj, Il Cravo, I L K R A V O. K R K R A V O. And next to it is written, yet to arrive, question mark, and it's circled. And it's the only one that seems to be unaccounted for. I just pick it up and put it in my bag. Throw it on your side. You guys continue to make your way back towards the main road. Moving further along the road, the a couple other roads sort of in the distance start to intersect. You walk along, and the road sort of seems to be getting more and more mainstream the closer you get to Orinchupa, which is probably less than half a day now, given how far you've traveled. Probably less than half, uh, half a day, half a day's travel. 
and sort of it becomes a little more populated. You actually see people's wagons, people are walking, people are making their way, um, and you start to see in the distance uh, a fortified wooden structure of some kind, a fence or a wall that's stopping progress to the south. And there's a fair crowd of travelers that's backed up and they seem to be divided into two distinct lines. There's a very, very long line on one end and a slightly much shorter line to another side. It's a little bit off the ways in the distance. Is it some kind of a checkpoint? Why, there are two lines. Can you see guards up ahead? I can't see much. Yeah. One of us is wanted. I know, it's me. Does anyone have anything she could hide in? Oh, you are quite small. Does anyone have any spells, something that could... Could you put her under your clothes? I was going to say, uh, dress her as a child and put her on my shoulders. Do you have children's clothes? No. (laughs) Why would he have children's clothes? You made the suggestion. I can take my arm off. Just for, just for a moment. I don't think you should take your armor off. If you can keep your mouth shut. Where's that trunk when we need it, honestly? <laughs> we can put her in the trunk. Yes, Tiefling? The people operating mm-hmm. this line, are they wearing any particular kind of clothing? or? Like... Yeah, it seems uh, to be... There's one guy, as far as you can tell, that's standing in the middle of the two lines. He seems to be dividing people into one line or the other as they come down the path. Mm -hmm. And he's wearing purple and black, and there are also purple and black banners along the... And does uh, purple and black mean anything? Make a history check. Oh, God. Come on. Come on. Oh, no. Oh, it's... Oh, okay, nine. Um, Plus one, ten. Ten. Okay. Though you're... Sort of in your history, you didn't come to Antisuyu. You do have a fair bit of knowledge about the War of Giants, which was the major sort of war before the country got divided up. And after the War of Giants, the division of the provinces, formerly under the rule of the emperor, Emperor Pachacamac, there was a united force called the Fleet of the Broken Crown. And in the sort of post-war, they've been tasked with making sure that no one government entity is allowed to consolidate too much power. to sort of see, So they don't want to have a repeat of the emperor situation. They're sort of neutral arbitrators between local governments. So they are government officials in a way? Or sort like of a, a neutral militia, yes. Um, and, and would this kind of checkpoint system be familiar to us? <laughs> it's not unheard of. Um, it was, the, it was the gentle void that was after you, correct? Yes. Would these people have any association with the gentle void? Can we check? The, the gentle void is mostly mercenaries, mercenaries and it, it really could be anyone. I mean, anyone could Great. be working for them, but then again, <laughs> they're also not so big that, you know, you don't run into them everywhere, but you couldn't tell by looking at someone if they were. And can we tell a difference between these two lines? Like, you, who's being divided? I mean... You can get a little closer. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's yeah, as people are sort of coming through, they're sort of being divided up. You can't really tell yet. I'd like to go up and just kind of, like, subtly see. Okay. Like, you know. Yeah, so you come up a little further, and you can see the guy in the middle is not only dividing the lines, he's sort of 
pointing and saying, and you get a little bit closer and you can hear it, and he's saying, simple travels and those with mercantile inventors on the right, those with any kind of official business on my left. Right. Merchants and travelers on the right, official business on the left. And the official business line is much, much, much shorter. Sir, how close are we to the city? To Orange Chupa? Yeah. Uh, so like about a half day, a little less than a half oh, day's travel. Okay. So you're still a little bit outside. Yeah. This isn't a checkpoint to get into right. this the city. Okay. I think we need some kind of story. I'm not sure that we should tell anyone anything. I think maybe they probably won't ask us if we don't look too suspicious. We are all in armor and carrying weapons, which might not look like a simple traveler. It's my concern. Maybe all as a group, but... I don't know if people would bat their eyes at a well-protected or <coughs> some kind of fighter traveling by themselves. That's true. Maybe we should split up. I think as Wait, a group, line separately. we look we quite menacing. don't need to lie entirely. We are on some sort of official business. Do we want to let anyone mm. know what official business we're on? Well, we can involve selectively... Selectively, provide them selective. We can provide them selective information that uh, perhaps makes. What our selective information are you suggesting? We can just say that we're hunters. Oh, no, we're just Jillian going to. Well <laughs> you don't know that information. We could just say that we're hunters. Hunting what? <laughs> or perhaps wild boar. I don't know. Wild boar on Tupa. <laughs> That seems like a brilliant idea. I'm, I think you should go ahead with that one. Um, though I'm <laughs> no longer a scholar of sorts, I did once study at the Halls of Transmutation, which is a very well-respected institution. Perhaps we were on a research mission to the library in Orange. In armor. I thought you research. said we weren't going to lie. <laughs> this isn't exactly lying. Lying is oh, a total no. mistruth. I'm just saying the it line's much exactly shorter. Like why the line is much shorter. How long are we really going to have wait, to wait? Wait, I don't think that's a terrible idea, though. What if he's a scholar and he's been traveling and he hires protection? If he's an important figure, that doesn't sound crazy to me. A simple... Uh, a, what, a simple what if they ask what your scholaring is about? Who's the furthest one back here as you guys are sort of... I know you're sort of talking with each other, but... Furthest away from Yeah, away line. from... I feel like I I'm, I'm holding her back. So as you guys are sort of standing in the back, there's sort of a... You feel a bump on your shoulder. Excuse me. There's a man dragging sort of a... He's got sort of a cheap wagon that he's pulling behind him. He says, he's, sorry about that. These blockades have popped up all along the roads, headed to the major cities. Something to do with cracking down on illegal transportation of goods. A very small few making it hard for the rest of us. And for all this fuss about the miking and stuff, never seen no one peddling it. And I've been to all the major cities. And he kind of sort of pulls his way. And he seems to be headed towards the long line of sort of merchants, travelers. What you got there? Just a bunch of corn. You want a bunch of corn? Because I'd rather not drag it to the sea. I like corn. I, 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 I think we're fine without corn, sir. Alright, well, if you need corn, let me know. And he... Should I hop in the back of his corn wagon? Do you want to help him push it? Sack of corn. I suppose I could aid him. Do we, if we think he could assistant? help us. I kind of like the idea of putting her in the corn bag. <laughs> you dragging the corn bag, me saying I'm from the halls of transmutation, and we get in the short one. Oh, sir, 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 wait. Uh, <laughs> 
need any help with your corn? You seem to be uh, struggling a little. What's this on about? Uh, I, I just thought I could... You trying to get my corn? No, no. Uh, no, we're not trying to steal your corn. we just like to help. All right. Well, As he's saying, <laughs> I hop in the corn bag. No, are you trying to knock on us? Wait, wait. <laughs> we have, we have to. That looks so we're trying to. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. You can't know Miss Queen. She's bathed recently. <laughs> oh God. And what do I get if I put the halfling in my corn? <laughs> We will carry the corn bag for you, so you do not have to travel with it. It will be returned to you on the other side of the wall, totally intact. And I'll buy three years. Three years of corn? To smuggle goods in, past the broken crown? Not not smuggling. Someone could pick my knapsack, man. If we're caught, we won't mention your name. We don't even know your name. How could we possibly rat you out? My lie was better. Make a persuasion check. Right. Me? Yeah. <laughs> Pull you off the corn bag. Get away from the corn, little We man. have to get me. Uh, 16 plus 1, 17. One. <laughs> Looks at you, and he considers the offer. <laughs> I'll do it, but I'm not getting in the business line, if that's what you're thinking. And that's All not right. what You stay in this line... We'll go in the business line and we'll, we'll drop your bag of corn ears off on the other side of the wall for you. And sort of looks around. Five gold in it for me too. Right, five gold it is. I have five gold. I hand him five gold. Okay. Pay him in up front. All right. Hmm. Hop in there, little one. Ha! She gets in the corn and he kind of covers her up yeah. with a few ears. Before she gets in. Yeah. She peeks out from the corn yeah. and you can whisper in. <laughs> for just a few minutes. And you... Tony it is sweet, though. I told him I'd buy three years. So... Let me no day. God. Just to clarify what this happened. <laughs> Who's going in what line? I think... Okay, so we're all going in the business line. Except for... Except for the corn for... man? And me, That's I'm in the bag. Yeah. yeah, I'm carrying the bag. You're in the business line. I'm the business corn man. <laughs> We're all all in the corn business. Corn is not the business line. Corn is the merchant's line. So you guys have to go to the merchant's line. We we can all go. We can all go to the merchant's line then, if this is. Is, But there's There's six people transporting one sack of corn. I thought we were splitting up because we all, being all armored, we should split up. All right, we'll split up. So we'll split up. Um. Yeah. I go over to Erland and I say, I liked your idea about the Paul. Thing. I think if the two of us do that, and then if the ranger wants to join us, saying that she is our guide, or hide protection. Yeah, sure. Be a hide protection. I think that could work. Okay, so she, are you wearing? Is she wearing armor? Is the is the is the is the tiefling like armored or no. robes, cloth? Oh, great. Does my cloak have a hood? Yep. Yeah. Mm, great. Sort of covers <laughs> down. So on the... suspicious. So we're in the business line. <laughs> Oh God. The, the merchant and travel line is much, much longer. Like, easily six, seven times. We can get there fast. No, no you're in that line. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just come with us? 
and you see the corn man start to... <laughs> I ain't giving that five gold back. If she hops out of the corn... No, she should stay in the corn. And then he... Sh- sh- and the guy who's sort of dividing into lines is sort of coming up. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. okay. Stay in the same line, just we're separate You are corn right now. You're a big wife. Business or traveling? Business. All right. He waves you. Um, these are my two travelers. Uh, traveling companions. Um, don't tell it to me. Tell it to the gatekeeper. All right. He uh, waves you along. All right. Business or traveling? <laughs> I'm tra- traveling. Very well. He waves you into the long. Thank you. So, traveling line. Okay. Meet you on, before I leave, we'll meet you on the other side. If for whatever reason we get separated, we, we meet at the Dancing Clam. The, what is it? The Dancing Clam Inn. Dancing Clam Inn, yes. Proceed. Be careful. Be quiet. Shoot, don't talk to the bag. <laughs> so you guys get in your lines, and they move forward slowly. In addition to being shorter, the business line seems to be moving quicker. There's, there's sort of multiple tables set up that are sort of checking people as they come through, as opposed to one table checking in each sort of individual traveler as they come through. And you guys get up to the front of the business line. You're about one or two people there. And you hear, next! And he sort of waves you forward. It's a sort of rail-thin human man, sort of wiry mustache and a long, sharp chin. And he blots the sweat from his forehead with a handkerchief and folds it, puts it in his pocket. Come on! How many in your party? Three. Are you headed to the outskirts or in Chupa proper? Or in Chupa proper. Very well. And he scribbles it in. The nature of your business in or in Chupa? I'm here on behalf of the um, the the the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the halls of transmutation. I'm on behalf of halls of transmutation. I'm, uh, I'm a scholar. I'm studying, and I'm heading to the library in or in Chupa. Oh. This is my traveling companion here for protection. As you know, traveling through the fields is very dangerous work. And this is another expert in alchemy who I've hired along the way. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of information I don't know. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and write next to your business thinks I'm a fucking moron. What is your business? Going to the library is not a matter of business. It is for the halls of transmutation. We are scholars and this is indeed very serious business. The Make pursuit a- of knowledge is the highest order of business. Make a persuasion check. Our business of corn sounds better. You're a decent This is, this is persuasion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make a deception check. Ooh, deception. Should I re-roll that? Or should no, I? No, no, Great. No. You're, it's a lot. This is a deception nice. check? Yeah. It is a nine. Nine. So he sort of looks you up and down. While I'm sure your library adventures are very lovely, I'm not going to let you in through this line unless you give me a valid reason for your business. We will be purchasing any relevant books. <sighs> Send him to the other line, and he waves, and a couple of the guards sort of come up <laughs> and sort of see if you're going to resist or talk. Friends, the halls of transmutation. Oh, my corn, like Really, I think it's fine. The, we can just wait in the other line, truly. What, right. what do you need for me to prove that we are here for business? If you have some kind of government contract 
or if you're constructing something in the city, all valid reasons, volunteering in the local militia, anything of the sort. Going to the library is not business. Oh, volunteering, why didn't you just say that in the first place? We are going to the library to assist in their research already. We were, we were summoned by the scholars already present there. We're volunteering. And the soldiers who are kind of holding you sort of look to the bookkeeper to see if he says anything. I'm going to write down your name, and I'm going to let you in, but I'm going to send it to Oren Chuba, and if it comes back... <laughs> and your name is not on their list, I'm going to send troops after you. Do you understand that? <coughs> yes. Very well. And he has slides a sort of piece of paper over to you. Your name, please. Um, can I sort of decide whether or not this guy is a well-read <coughs> gentleman or not? Uh, he, he seems... Is he educated well, or is he like, uh, is he like, is he someone who has probably like never read larger important tomes? It's military type. It's hard to tell. Um, he's older. He might have had some knowledge or experience. Yeah. Why don't you assume? You don't. You can write whatever you want on it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I write down. How famous is Grimari? Very <laughs> no. great. Uh, just wanted to see if I could mess with him a little bit. Um, I, I, I write down. Um, I write down the name Tristan, and I pass it back. to you pass it back, and he hands it over to sort of a young scribe that's nearby. Description, please. Stand there. And the scribe is sort of making a bunch of notes about the way you look, the way you dress, sort of the manner, things you're holding, things you're carrying. He makes a note of the two people that are with him. Oh, no. No, no. So they're, they're making sort of a log. Like, <laughs> like, you can, but he sort of... <laughs> if you don't get the description, he won't let you through. So sort of makes a note. And this is all on the same... Paper? Yeah, it's one piece of paper that has well, his name and descriptions of all of You can see that they're at the front up at the table going. there, yeah, but yeah. you can't you can't hear what he's saying or anything. Um, I roll my eyes super hard. I would like to pay they were worried about me. particular attention to where that man places that piece of paper later. Uh, yeah, there's drawers in the desk that he's sitting at. He, hmm. On top, just doesn't like rifle through. He just no, they're they're laying flat, so he puts it sort of flat on the top and goes back. What does this desk look like? What is the surrounding <laughs> area? Uh, She's coming back. To this it's desk. fine. It's I mean it's it's pretty simple. It's sort of a flat surface and two legs, thick legs standing down. They have drawers on either side, so there's like six or you know eight drawers total. It's been brought here because he's standing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing around him mm -hmm. because he's sort of here at the checkpoint. So they brought this desk out for him. Presumably, they put it back somewhere when they're not using it. And he just sits at the desk as he's yeah. been questioning him. Has he just yeah? Been he's been he's been sitting. Time? Yeah. There's two guards standing next to him and the sort of young scribe. Other than that. Oh, there's a lot of people near this desk. Is what you're saying? Right now, yes. Okay. If four is a lot. Nobody of touched the desk. <laughs> yeah. Nobody do anything. Near anyone to the desk. But we were allowed through. He lets you through. I turn to look at them and go, was that so bad? Oh my god. The first thing I'm doing when we get there is shaving my head. We're through. Yeah, we're through. And they have a description of us and they're going to send troops after us as soon as they find out that Tristan isn't doing anything at the library. Well, we are going to the library. Was it fairly obvious that I was a tiefling? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Were you trying to conceal yourself in some way? That's I why mean, the hood was up. Yeah, I, you I, have a tail. I was, <laughs> it was tucked under the robes. Yeah, your skin's a different color. You were up pretty close. If you had hung back, you, you had to come up pretty close to him. Okay. Um, how long does it seem like before these guys are At least a couple hours before they get to come in. Hours. Yes. And how far away is... I need a drink. <laughs> how far away is Orange Chupa? Orange Chupa is, well, now that you're at the blockade, I mean, again, a little less than a half day's travel. Oh, Are there any, like, merchants around? Can we buy yeah. a couple Yeah, I mean, as you come into the blockade, the sort of camp, it's fairly large. You know, once you get past the fence, it sort of opens up, and you can see rows of identical purple and black tents that they've set up, these sort of temporary tents. And some of them occupied by off-duty soldiers, others by families, gatherings, and there's sort of a signpost. It looks like you can rent a tent mm. to sort of stay here for a short period of time. Okay. Um, there's rates, five silver per person for a hot meal and a tent for three to four hours, up to four hours for one of these tents. Does anyone have any money? I, I do have spent and what does our money situation? I have, I have no money. You guys wrote it down. We did, well, did we start with any? No, no, we took, oh, we we took just the money from we, Jillian's you, lockbox. Everyone has money but you. Uh, I, and I spent it on a health potion. All of it? Yes. Yeah, because it was 10 gold. Yeah. Yes. And remember to subtract the 5 gold for whoever paid it was me. Mr. Porn. So I have no gold. Yeah. And you guys aren't going to hear us. Yeah, we're... Do you want any corn? after we get through, but thank you, no. Can, do we want to stay here, or do we want to go straight um, to the clinic? Can we just rest near the tents? Is that safe? Uh, like, yeah. rest while we, like, take a short rest while we wait for them? Uh, near the tents? Sure. Is that a safe place yes. to do that? Yes. Can we take a short rest? Let's, yeah, let's take a short rest, rest while we wait for them. Yeah. Okay. What does that do What's for going us? on in our line? So you guys come back, we come back to the line, and it's moving forward very slowly. I mean, they have to sort of let each person through and sort of make... A, a sort of jot down some notes on each person. There seem to be sort of, I, if anybody's carrying any goods, they do look through them. Um, as you get closer, <laughs> someone's got sort of a, a larger wagon that they have, wares, um, some uh, sort of clothing, wares, boots, sort of the belts, that kind of thing, accessories. And they sort of go through, They're doing a fairly rudimentary check. They're not digging through everything, but it takes a little bit of time. Through the sacks. <laughs> I can get down to the bottom, don't worry. Down, okay, get to the bottom and don't move. I'm not an idiot. That remains to be seen. Right. Your corn is talking. Yeah. Uh, I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing you a lot to be asleep. You have to take a short rest. I can, I'm like, I can mutter a turn yeah, yeah, without a bunch of people yeah. being like, what are they doing? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I might have to reach in and Offer them some corn or something to just <laughs> calm them. I'll be three layers deep, don't worry. All right, all right, good. <laughs> it's a really terrible idea. The, the, line, the line crawls forward. Okay. Or are you in front or is the corn in front? I thought it was like a sack that he was dragging earlier, right? No, he had like a, like a he was holding like a wooden stick that has a, a wagon behind it. Huh. Yeah, so she's laying at the bottom of the wagon. Uh, the <coughs> okay. Yeah, um, it's like behind me, yeah. Like, sure. Yeah, and Try he's to... still there. Oh, yeah, he's with yeah, me. Yeah, you didn't take the part from him. I'm just helping him. Yeah, you're there with him. Yeah, I'm even trying to miss the bumps a little bit. 
And finally, some time passes and we get towards the front, and there's a different sort of bookkeeper there. Next, he calls you up. Are you in front, or, or is the wagon? Or are you, uh, I'm in front. <coughs> You're helping with the wagon? Is that what's. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, yeah, I'm doing the wagon for him. Yeah. So you and the corn seller, you guys pull up to the front. Declaration of goods, please. Corn. Very well. And uh, she sort of signals to someone who comes up, takes a look, and uh, there's a good hole you got there. Mm, it's, uh, it's been a red letter year. Mm. Would you care for some? <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> and he takes uh, a piece of it. Uh, yeah, on the house today. Uh. <laughs> oh, all right. Something good happened this day. And he waves it through. Never doubt me again, Oh my god. So you guys pull through, and the guy sort of stops the wagon. Says, that was a close one. Can we pull around the corner so I can get out, please? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, you pulled on. past the oh, yeah, nobody can see Yeah, you could get out. <coughs> Come out now, little one. And you sort of. <laughs> corn. corn. It was very good corn, sir. Thank you. Yes, thank you for your help. <coughs> All right. And the corn's like five copper each. You lose like one silver, <coughs> one and a half silver cost for the three years. Because yeah, I don't have any gold left, I don't think. I she's think she's the only one that has yeah. gold. Yeah. So you guys have gotten into this camp now. Um, and there's sort of, so there's three sort of big sections. There's tents that the military's staying in, tents that are for rent, tents for sort of resting, and then there's a, a sort of cafeteria area that has benches set up, there's a couple cauldrons bubbling with stew or, you know, some basic foodstuffs, um, and, you know, there's sort of a wide open area there that a number of people are sitting at eating. Um, so now we're in we're all the same place, we're just... Yeah if, you, yeah, if you were looking for them to come in, yes, you could yeah, sort of give you a wave from our table. Yeah, how did it go? Swimmingly. No, it went absolutely as terribly as it possibly could have gone. Well, our mission was quite amazing, right? <laughs> yes. Could have been arrested, but we weren't. Adequate. No, we will be arrested. It's just a matter of time. Um, this may be inconsequential, but if anyone refers to me as Tristan... Um, no, everyone needs to now, from henceforth, <laughs> refer to him as Tristan. I would actually argue the opposite. Uh, no one call me Tristan. Um, if anyone calls me Tristan, uh, I'm a different person. My name's, as you know, Erland, and Tristan is a different person. <laughs> right, who looks exactly like you. Will... Yes, dye our hair, shave it off, change our... You're really good at getting yourself in a pickle, aren't you there, Erland? Well, in any case, where is Tristan expected to be? The, the library. Exactly where we want to go. When we go to the library, someone is going to check against a description that he is actually meant to be there. You're not on any list to get into the library, as far as I know. The tiefling has an idea. Yes. Mm -hmm. The <clears throat> the desk. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Sure, it's no. still there. <laughs> um, and still a lot of activity happening. Yeah, I mean, it's getting later. It's in the late afternoon, getting into the evening at this point. It took a couple hours for them to make their way through the line. 
Um, but they're still checking people through at this point. It's not like dark out yet. It's get, it's sort of getting darker. If we are caught trying to do anything with this desk, <laughs> why are you so interested in this desk? <laughs> they may have um, taken a sketch of me and put it us in the desk and placed it within the desk. There is a very important sheet of paper that is pretty accessible, and I have a spell where I could probably access it from a safe distance. So long as either it is so dark they cannot see, they're sleeping, or if Somebody wants to start singing a song or something to distract these men. Sing a song. Let's not go with that one it's, first. It seems close enough to nighttime that we could perhaps wait. So we have to wait so you can maybe get the paper and get his name off the list. It's very late. If you had the opportunity yes, to get the contract taken off of you. No, I agree. I think she should try to get the paper. We're in no rush. Fine. How long do you think Julian's going to wait for? Who's to say she's not making us wait for her? To be fair, she needs us more than we need her. That's not true. We don't really know. Is, do you think hmm? I, I say we wait until evening? Can we, like, settle in for the night around this, this desk? Not around it, but, like, within On top of ISIS. the desk. Sure, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the desk is... is <laughs> it's only, you know, 20 feet before the tents start after the desk, like the tents on either side, you know. Okay, uh, I would, I'll, I'll just like hang out on the side of that tent, the desk just like chilling. Okay. Yeah, we can wait there. And yeah. Oh, we, uh, we can, uh, we can do a sh- another short, we can keep short resting, and if you want to join us in rest while we wait. Wouldn't mind a short rest. That corn was smelling Pretty well rested, I'd have to say. There's less of a question and more of a... Suggestion. Okay. You guys t- start taking a moment, catch your bearings, and sort of breathe, stay inside the blockade. Um, when you take a short rest, is anybody still hurt? Yeah. Uh, no, I guess I'm about back up to 9 HP. So. Well, you can, when you take a short rest, you can roll your hit dice. Is that on that front sheet there? Uh, hit dice? Hit dice it is. Yeah, you can roll that and heal that much on a short rest. It's just below your max. And add your constitution. Short rest. As a reaction, reduce damage. Just below your max HP is your hit dice. Hit dice, 1d8. So you roll 1d8, add your constitution, and you can heal that much on a short rest. Ooh. But you can only do that once per long rest, so you couldn't just keep short resting. I mean, I'm at 9 out of 10. I might as well just... Rest. You could figure it, but you're... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could save it if you thought you were going to short rest later and needed the heal, and weren't yeah. going to get to long rest. Well, when it's wanna... almost night time, we're probably going to sleep. Come look at me. I, I know what you're thinking. You're like, if we encounter yeah. anything in the city, if anything happens at night, you do have the healing you're spell though. Steal from that desk. <coughs> you do have the healing spell, and you do have. I have a healing. Well, spell. I don't have any spells until. Yeah. Until a long rest. He doesn't have like a recovery I just, spell slot. I just no. don't want to waste this D8 okay, for okay, one good. HP. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Great. Um, you don't rest that hard. You sort of <laughs> stay standing most of the time. We didn't have that hard of a journey. Mm-hmm. No. You didn't. Not stressful at all. I got to eat delicious corn. I'm going to call the corn flour. How many did you eat? I paid for three. I took three. I got to tell a delicious lie. You're screwing us out. I know that, right? You guys are sort of sitting times passing. You guys are near the, the sort of... Um, Kitchen area that's been set up. Um, 
Make a perception check, Sephira, while you guys are waiting here. Twelve. Twelve. As you guys are waiting around, so waiting for some time to pass, in the dining area, you see a young man catch your eye. And he's sort of eating some stew or porridge or something, and he... And then immediately looks down and starts to eat again. Do we? Do we? Does everybody notice that? No. Just catches her one. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Go on. Sophia, what's wrong? Um, there's a description of me lying at a desk. We're waiting in the dark to steal said description of me from the desk. I would say that maybe I'm not as relaxed as I'd like to be. That's all? I'm sorry, is that not enough to be getting on with? Alright. So you said that you exposed this grimoire man to be a fraud? That's pretty cool. Uh, I was young and uh, arrogant. And Can I hmm? do anything to change my appearance? <laughs> you could pull the hood over, you your cloak as a hood on it. Can I like cut my hair? Uh, like, put something on my face. You'd have to find a cutting tool of some kind. You don't have to <laughs> Honestly? What, what do you want to do? Um, I would like to look nothing like myself at all. Uh, you don't have, like, a disguise or anything. <laughs> you could hit yourself. You'd kind of look like yourself, but bruised. I don't know that that would significantly change your appearance. No, um... I'm thinking of like a... Why don't you wait to see if she gets the paper before you do anything? No, 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 that's okay. I really would like to change the way I look now. The paper has not left the desk. You guys are near the desk. It's still there as far as you... Why are you so adamant about changing yourself? Are you saying these things out loud? You're asking me I kind of am. I'm kind of Can I do a perception check, like an investigation check for shears? Yeah, near the kitchen there's cutting tools. Yeah, around the kitchen. You don't even have to look for them. I mean, they're they're cutting things, throwing them in the... Great, can I take something? Can I just borrow something? Uh, You could either ask or you could steal it, yeah. Well, but this guy is right here. (laughs) I need to, like, do this. The guy that just saw me. Uh, Yeah, he's in the dining area. Yes. Yeah, so I want to do this not... Okay. Where he can, I, I don't want to be like, oh, you saw me. There's sort of a large, <laughs> where the, my hair, that's so where the, uh, <laughs> oh my where the cauldrons are, there's sort of some, these large cauldrons and some sort of tables and things you could duck behind it. <laughs> so shady. Okay. Sure, um, make a stealth check. Yeah. Oh, God. Watch me stumble, hit my head on the table. Oh, 17. <laughs> Plus. Plus, oh. <laughs> Wait, what was this, stealth? Yeah. Okay, oh, oh my god, 17 was 5. Okay, okay. So. so he looks down after looking at you, and you sort of crouch and go behind in the sort of, these large cauldrons, there's mm-hmm. a couple of tables set up, and you duck behind them. <laughs> and, he, and the man looks up again, and kind of looks and around. I'm, I'm gone. Yeah, and he doesn't see you. Okay. Um, I would like to take the scissors. Make a sleight of hand check. Oh god. I suppose she had to um, use the toilet. <laughs> she disappeared out of nowhere. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> Five plus three, eight. Eight. Okay. Um, the the chefs seem to be fairly busy. You are able to take it. Oh, good. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna cut all my hair off if that's okay. Okay. You start to. <laughs> 
takes a moment and you start to chop away at the hair. Really bad pixie cut. You don't notice. No, well, yeah, you notice no, that she's gone. gone. Yeah, you, you notice that she's went. gone. You yeah. don't know where she went. Any idea what the other girl went? Okay, is there anything else I can do? I'm thinking. <laughs> That's very vague. Yeah. <laughs> Roll for everything. <laughs> All of your checks. <laughs> okay, listen. I, I want like an eye patch or something. <laughs> uh, sure. You could take, you know, there's, um, like if you found a, a leather, like a belt or a strap of some kind, there's. A belt, okay. Yeah. You have a belt. You could take I have it a off belt. and okay. make it a. I'm going to take the belt off. Uh-huh. I'm going to make a big eye patch. <laughs> you, you sufficiently look like garbage. You, your hair is cut off. You have a belt around your eye. Awesome. Um, and then what I'm wearing. I, the thing I'm wearing, can I turn it inside out? Can I like... Yeah, you can. It okay. looks <laughs> pretty much the same, but inside oh, out. Well, then in that it's case. not two-tone colors, so when you turn it inside out, it doesn't Sure, change. I didn't really think it would be. There isn't a tag. Yeah, the, re- um, the reversible cloaks are in short supply. <laughs> um, is there any... Can I like switch cloaks with someone? I'm gonna sneak back. Can I do mm-hmm. I have to do a check? No, if you're coming back? back to the room. Yeah. Okay. You what look happened to you? Different. Who cut your hair? I cut my hair, probably not very well. I believe you have some explaining to do. Listen, there's a description of me in a desk, a note that I'm not sure that she can get, so I'm just taking precautions. You could have asked a little for help, I mean. All right, you know, it, it, it's not, you know, for the vanity of it. Just saying. If I could switch cloaks with someone, I think it's not a bad idea us to scramble things up a bit. We are both half elves, I assume we're the same size. You're close enough. Yeah. Don't think mine will fit you. Um, there's no, there's no like armor difference between us. Uh, no, as far as the clo- the cloak's an outer yeah. garment. It's not. There's armor Is it under. Like a different color? Does it look yeah, his looks different than yours. I sort yeah. of, without saying anything, just take my cloak off and sure. give Thank it to you. her. I appreciate it. And she hands you, and you, you, yours is much nicer than his, the cloak that you had. So it's sort of a more luxurious kind of. It feels nice. Mm-hmm. 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 The scholar, so luxurious now. Do you feel better? Yeah, I feel like his hired help. When is it dark enough for her to go in and get it? Yeah, I mean, it's getting dark. It looks like they've... It looks like they're starting to stop allowing people in at this point in the evening. They sort of sort of bring sort of a... It, it doesn't close all the way, but it sort of lessens the opening into this sort of camp. And some of the soldiers start to go back to their tents. And um, the men at the desk are sort of packing their things moment. Can I see if there's any kind of like locking mechanism on the drawer system? Like is it if someone walks away the desk is just... Make a perception check. Okay. Okay, okay. Twelve. Twelve. They are now sort of packing up their stuff and they're opening the drawers and putting the papers into a bag. Have they gotten to to that drawer yet? He opens the bottom drawer and pulls out his things, and actually at that moment, he sort of fumbles a little bit, and some of the papers... <laughs> this isn't the drawer that yours okay. but he sort of fumbles the pages, and one of the pages that goes out, um, make a perception check. Graven. Nat 20. Nat 20. So you're able to, from sort of a higher vantage point, being the taller up that you are, you can see down, and he quickly grabs the paper, but before he can, you notice that 
it was a piece of parchment with a handprint on it, very similar to the one that I have currently in my possession. Was that something we could have just shown? I I was trying to say that to you. <laughs> well, you didn't have it. I had it. Yeah. yeah. Earlier, oh, that's right? true. Yeah. But he sort of collects those. Jillian gave that to you. Yeah. Oh, well, do we know? Do we know about that? Give it to me. Uh, yeah. You took I, it from. Yeah. You took yeah. it from the box. Right. Yeah. Right. Happy to steal everything from her, like her gold and stuff. You took it too. True. I wasn't. He reaches to the next drawer. Is it okay? Where where is this drawer in relation to the other drawer? I mean, there's like four drawers on each side. He started at the bottom. Yours was in the top drawer. Okay, I am prepping Mage Hand. I I don't release the spell until he opens that drawer. Okay, make a sleight of hand check for the. The spell has some sort of. We're going to talk about how um, that was like the hand we already have. Well, yeah. What, what's your question? Go ahead and read the spell. Okay, so the spectral floating okay. hand appears at a point you choose within range. The hand lasts for the duration or until you dismiss it as an action. The hand vanishes and it's ever more than 30 feet away. Um, I can control the hand, make it manipulate objects. Sure. The uh, There's a somatic element to it. Yes. It says... It says verbal somatic. Verbal somatic. Okay, make a sleight of hand check. So you're doing the spell, but you really assume you don't want people to notice that you're doing it. Anyone around you? Correct. Yeah. So go ahead and make a sleight of hand check. It is dark out. Yeah. Can I make I, it with advantage? Can I also? Yeah, I was gonna say, can I stand in front of her for advantage or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, two threes. So hold on. Let's see. It's a four. Right, I'm on your four. Hands up. Four. Yeah. Four. <laughs> okay. So you summon it. No one's done anything yet, or, or you're waiting I'm right waiting until, until that, that moment. Drawer. Okay. Yeah. But I'm yeah. the only one that noticed the the handprint thing, right? Uh, on the page. I think everybody knows that you have it. No, no, no. Yeah. The one that. Oh fell. yes, of oh, the one that fell. Yes, you're yeah. the only one who saw that. What, uh, and uh, so, and I don't know what drawer she's. Yeah, because you weren't there when yeah. they checked yeah. in. But I'm I'm clearly just like waiting. Yeah. <laughs> There's a moment to think here as he slowly packs the drawer before. He hasn't gotten to your drawer yet, but yeah, what were you trying to do? Oh, I was just going to tell them, like, okay. everybody, that the, whatever papers they have about you, there is a similar hand marking to the one that we took from Jillian's case. She may be part of this order. She may be part of this... So if they, if they approach us, will you show them the paper? Yes? Well, I'm not um, sure that we want to be associated with them. And he gets to the top drawer, and he casts the spell, and the hand appears, and he reaches down to take them, and puts them up on the desk first, okay. and goes to grab his bag. When he does that. And when he does that, you grab. Mm, so and it comes zooming back. It comes zooming me. back. So he does hear a little bit of, mm-hmm. as the paper pile kind of falls a little bit, mm-hmm. and he kind of, and he looks, and he sort of counts them. And he looks around. Okay. Are you? Yeah. Has the paper reached sure. me? Yeah. Can I then... Oh, hold up. Uh, hold on. grab the paper. <laughs> she has grabbed the paper. With yes, the hand. I have it. I have it. It has come back. Yeah. For thaumaturgy, it lists specific things mm-hmm. that the spell can do. Can it create, like, wind? Yeah, a small instance of magic, I think it is. You could create, like, a distraction. I would like to just create a nice little gust of nighttime wind right across his desk. Okay, and papers go flying, and he... And 
it starts to slowly collect the things. Didn't seem to notice as far as you can tell. <sighs> Tiefling, I like you. I guess you cut your hair for nothing then, right? <laughs> I like it. I think it suits me. Perhaps she wants us to thank you. Perhaps we should, um, instead of keeping the paper, just throw it into one of the, um, I assume there's the torches yeah, and the fires. Just let's, let's, let's. I agree. Orba looks right into his face and puts it in her pack. Orba. <laughs> she takes it. She puts it in the pack. You gotta keep it. Why? What do you need it for? I don't know, in case this guy tries to be sneaky again, then I can just tell him what to do. Right, well, you Never heard it wrong, That's fair. Uh, is it? <laughs> I don't really want you having my description in your bag. I, res I respect the force. Can I bargain with you a bit? Can I bargain with you to just cross my oh bag and you can keep his? Uh, is there a way for me to tear off whatever part was mentioning her? Sure. Yeah. Can I, well, before, mm, can I just do an insight check on this whole situation? Um, what are you, what exactly is... She is very, she seems very overly skittish about this whole thing. I don't want... I mean, ask her, you can't just, oh. you have to be looking for her something. Oh, great. Um, uh, you seem very overly skittish about this whole situation. Listen, I don't Save want to of me. Runs right. around the entire city. Do you not trust our tiefling companion? Well, I mean, no. I don't know any of you very well. I've never been more happy to sneak in a bag of corn in my life. <laughs> I don't want people knowing who I am. And why is that? Because I don't want people chasing us. Yeah, you, you're one to talk, Tristan. I was happy to give him my description. Oh, Regardless, please. it is no longer a problem. The tiefling has it. I trust the tiefling. It seems that all of us do With not. With respect, Orba, I'd still appreciate it if you would remove my portion of the description. I tear off the paper and I fold it nicely. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I can't do it. And I would like to throw it in my face. Sure. You hold it up to a torch and sort of lining some of the tents. And it mm. Now that that's over, can we talk about the hand? It was alarming. I think she means the hand on the paper. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, sorry, I thought it was the magical <laughs> hand. Hands. Yeah, those hands everywhere. If it matches the one we already have, we need to figure out what they belong to. Well, it seems to be some sort of pass of some sort. It's the gentle void. It's the mark of the gentle void. We don't have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. Uh, I do? Mm -hmm. Wait, we know that, right? Uh, you told us yeah, that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. When you examined it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, so, yeah. The gentle, so... That's typically what they're used for. These are used for, you know, to denote that you've done someone a favor and that they owe you something. That's typically... So someone gets, gets in through the thing easily because they have the hand. Yeah, so if they shouldn't, like presumably. You don't know that for sure. But the paper was in Jillian's... Things. Mm -hmm. yeah, it seems... And Jen's avoid is who's looking for her. So Jillian yes. has either done a favor... Jillian was supposed to turn me in. And it seems like we now have some sort of an IOU. If we get, if we encounter anyone, we can or we when can show we it to them now. When we see Jillian, I think it's best that we don't mention we've seen this hand of hers. I think the less we tell Jillian, the better. Jillian knows that she has a little game with the gentle boy because she, she had doesn't me. know that we know that. I know, but yes, we can. Unless absolutely necessary. Perhaps we should, um, would, we, would we like to ask any of the 
guards here about the handprint or keep it to ourselves? I think we should just keep going. I think we've attracted enough attention for one day. I think we should take a long rest. We've taken a pretty... It's late into the evening. For our friend here, we should perhaps take a long... We should get some sleep if I'm going to save your skins. And then head to Orin Chupa in the morning. To, to take a long rest, you'd have to rent one of the tents. Okay. I gold. How much are the tents? Three gold for the, for, the, for the night. But for all five of us. Yeah, to rent the tent. Well, Each or for all of us? No, no, for all of them. Fine. If everybody, well, I can't pitch Thank in, but... You. I'm the only one that has any gold coins. I have all ten. Hmm. When we get the gold you from you, you have five to the corn man. No, you get 1.5. No, Sophia gave gold to the Oh, yeah. Sorry. I gave a silver. Yeah, you gave a couple pieces okay, of Okay, you have the most gold. Thank you. Jillian said she would give me money once I get to the clan, so I will reimburse you. Fine. Take it. You pay There's a couple guards who are standing outside some of the empty ones and takes the gold, sort of lets you in the tent, and they station guards outside, too, so you're paying for sort of a little bit of secure Safety. night's mm. rest. Love it. Um, they sort of switch out. So you guys sort of... It's a bare room. You have a little moment to collect your thoughts. Sort of take a moment to rest. And with that, we're going to go to our break. Um, <laughs> we have a little break. We'll be back in 15 minutes. And the adventure continues from there. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. That's currently with us. We'll see you back in. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Can one of you please carry these healing potions? My collection of keys has expanded considerably and you never know when one may come in handy. Oh, welcome back. Would you by any chance have any room to carry my potions? According to my slot system, I'm overburdened. You don't have a slot system for your inventory, you say? Well, if you head to our Patreon and become a big notch patron or higher, you can implement the inventory system we use here at Tabletop Notch into your own adventure. There are new homebrew elements from our campaign updated every month. Find out how it works at patreon.com slash tabletopnotch. Need new traveling gear? You can also now buy your very own Tabletop Notch merch at tabletopnotch.myshopify.com. Now, before you return to the story, how about you take this portable ram off my hands? And welcome back. We thus return. Uh, everybody, welcome back from the break. Um, you guys sort of spend the evening in this tent. It's guarded outside. No need to worry about any kind of thievery or the such. And the morning comes, sort of fairly early in the morning, and you start to hear sort of the hustle and bustle around you. A lot of the merchants and travelers are getting up early to, you know, make their way to Orangeupa as early as possible. The kitchen has sort of started up again with kind of breakfast smells. You can smell sort of like a porridge, and um, you see a, as you peek out of the tent of a number of people milling about, and one of the soldiers sees you guys sort of starting to wake in the tent and gives you like a nod and is on his way. They're only sort of there to guard this as long as you're sleeping. Um, sorry, so we had a long rest. We got my spells back. Yep. We're back to full HP. Any other weird things I'm not thinking of? I think that's all you need to okay. know for now. Yeah. I smell great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should we get some porridge or get moving? Do we have to pay for the porridge? I yes. think we do have to pay for the porridge. How much is the porridge? It's like a piece of silver a person for a little hot meal. Does the porridge do anything for us? <laughs> Keeps you on Yeah. Know, does anyone else have silver? Or I just have another one. Could we split maybe two servings? 
that's so sad. <laughs> Maybe if we do that and look sad enough, someone will give us some more porridge. All right, no, we're not begging for food. Listen, I burn a lot of calories. <laughs> Told to carry we'll get three porridge. We'll split three porridge. All right, thank you. Thank you. You guys make your way towards the sort of dining area. And you're walking by some of the tables. Some of the soldiers have sort of risen early to have like an early breakfast and sort of return to their posts. You can see the gatekeepers have returned to the sort of desks and they're beginning to let people through, sort of check people as they come through. And as you're sort of walking along these ta- these long tables where the soldiers are seated, one of the soldiers sticks his leg out where Bizarra is walking. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. So as he sticks his leg out, you're sort of the smells of the porridge are bringing you towards the kitchen, and you don't notice his leg, and you sort of it's smack, and you fall on your face. Oh, she had a catch. No, it's kind of she was kind of out ahead. She kind of trips and falls, and you turn and you see sort of a half orc man laughing. He's holding up a, a pint of ale early in the morning <laughs> for a pint of ale, and he's got foam kind of clinging to his protruding bottom teeth, and he's got this thick sort of well-groomed hair that he flicks back in a sort of dramatic fashion. <laughs> Little girl, weighs nothing but not very light on her feet, and he sort of nudges his friends, and they all kind of... <laughs> you think you're funny? Oh. A little bit. It's all right. Every halfling I've ever met, all they ever want to do is talk. What do you think they want to talk about, huh? I'm a lot tougher than I seem. Oh, do you? And they all get a laugh again. There's sort of a raucous kind of... <laughs> I'm not going to pay you any mind. <laughs> Little one, you got a bit of spirit? A lot of spirit, actually. Oh, really? And he puts the bug on the desk. And he gets up and sort of comes up to his full six and a half, seven feet tall somewhere in there, and he walks over to a barrel that has these sort of wooden wasters sticking out of wooden practice swords, wasters, and he pulls two of them out, and he comes over, and he holds it out. <coughs> you won't approve it! And he holds the sword out to you. Careful, yeah. she can, you know. <laughs> we'll Thank see. you. Sure. You underestimate me. And he throws it catches it and he holds it out, handle first, and you grab it, and he reaches down and he picks up a big shield that he has, and he's got the wooden you sword. You need a shield against her practice sword. Well, you she's got one, I can see it. Of course, she tripped and fell. It's a bit dirty now. <laughs> Me fallen has no business with my sword play. All right, and he flicks the sword and sort of twirls it around. <coughs> Pick up the shield then. Picks it up. And he sort of goes into a pose. First to three wins. Loser buys a round for the other group, eh? A round? That's our porridge money. <laughs> okay. Do you think you can beat him? Of course I can beat him. <laughs> what is there to gain from this? A round. Apparently. We get a round to end no porridge. We save money. You can spend the money on the porridge if you want. Nothing to me. But if you lose, it's ales for us. How much are ales? 
Like they're like <laughs> five <laughs> copper. It's cheap it's sort nothing. of swill. I say you put them on the ground. I say I do too. Oh, right. And he sort of stands up and holds the sword. And you guys are going to take turns sort of hacking at each other back and forth. Make a, uh, uh, an initiative roll for me. So you're going to go ahead and strike first. So he's sort of flexing and sort of warming himself up, and you've already gotten yourself kind of into a fighting pose. So he's sort of sizing you up. And you come in for a strike. Go ahead and make an attack roll. And the sword is going to be... So you're going to make an attack roll. That's a big one? Yeah, so the big one. And add... It's going to have the same modifiers as your flail. So it's like plus... Plus four. Plus four, yeah. So whatever you roll plus. It wasn't a natural 20, it was 22 total. 18. 18, great. So as you come in, he sort of, he underestimates how quickly you move, and as he sort of brings the shield up, you come in underneath and kind of poke at him, and he, oh, right, sort of pushes you back. Yeah, that one, where are you, huge man? Oh, right, and he twirls, and he's going to come over with a big overhand hack. Three, eight. Hey, what's your armor class? Eight to hit. Nineteen. Like 19. 19. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 19. Yeah, so he comes in with a big overhand and kung, hits it right on the shield. You're already there. You're prepared for it. You're ready. And he sort of backs up, sort of rattled from the he's impact of the side. Away. <laughs> and it's sort of your turn to come in for a strike as you go back and forth. What's up? And you go in for like a double overhand to go ahead and make an attack roll. Twenty-one. So you come in for the for the overhand, and where he sort of moves for the thrust that you gave him before, thinking that you're going to come back with the same move, but you go for the over, and it sort of comes down and kind of he can't lift his shield up quick enough, and it sort of clacks him on the clavicle there, and kind of makes that uncomfortable. Ah, and he sort of. Quite a few moves up my little sleeves, don't I? All right, it's not over yet, and he sort of comes in with a big sort of swinging uppercut. <laughs> 20. 20 hits. So he comes in and he sort of, as you, you've dashed in to move and you're kind of moving back, and as his sort of long arm reach that sort of extends past your, because your legs don't extend that far, he comes up and clips you sort of on the upper side, it hits you on the, on the lower part of your forearm, and it comes up and whoosh, whack, and his, and his sort of teammates are, <laughs> and they're banging on the table. <laughs> Lucky shot. All right, then, what you got? <laughs> Go ahead and make another attack roll. Go for this! Six. Six, okay, so as you go for the swing, he's able to sort of shuffle back on the loose dirt. He kind of slides back, sort of anticipating the move. He sort of stops himself and puts his shield back up. And he's going to take another swing at you. He's going to thrust forward. 19. Ah. 19 hits. So he thrusts forward and his long arm. You sort of put up your shield, but it hits the side of it and it collapses in. And it sort of Oi. is able to pierce you in the chest. And, bing, and, he, and someone on the bench is like, all tied up, all tied up. Can you go ahead. One, little one. 
<gasps> Make another attack roll. <laughs> Give him the corn. Corn, corn, corn. of the corn. So as you go to swing, he puts his shield up and it kind of clink and he knocks the sword out of your hand with sort of a wide no. sweep of the shield. And I'm going to have you make an acrobatics check to see if you recover the sword as you sort of, before he's able to make a strike. <coughs> Seven. Ten. Ten. Okay, so you sort of dart back and you're able to pick up the sword and you can't quite get your shield up in time, so he's going to make an attack, but it's going to be without your shield armor, which is an extra two. So your armor class is going to be 17 for this roll, because okay. you weren't able to yeah. grab the sword and the shield at the same time. 12. 12 doesn't hit, yes, what is the total now? 19 minus... Minus two, so 17. Yeah, so he goes for the strike, but you're able to sort of duck out of the way as a whoosh, big sort of swinging swipe over the top of your head. <clears throat> I thought I had you. All right, Never. let's finish this. And go ahead. Make another attack roll. Oh my god. Eight. 22. 22. 22. All right, I'm So you go for the strike, and he kind of is coming down because he's trying to get that last strike in before you hit him. Nice you're able to sort of hit him up in sort of the fleshy part, of under part of his arm. He sort of, oh! And he sort of stands back, and there's sort of a general cheering and, and rabble rousing. As sort of, you, can, you can hear some of the guys sort of ribbing him. Oh, the little one got you, didn't she? And there's sort of a general sort of hubbub and harass. And he comes up to you. All right, you got some action in you after all. Next round's on me, or porridge or whatever. And he sort of holds it up. What would you like? Porridge. We'll take the porridge. We'll take the ale. So four porridges and an ale. He sort of hands it to a guy who walks over to the kitchen sort of area and gathers the sort of things. And he comes up to you, sort of smarting a little bit from some of the hits. Just so you know, there's a tavern in Orange Chupa called the Gorgon Pit. Mm. It's a shithole, but that's why I like it. And when I'm not on marching duty, it's a good place to find me if you're looking for a rematch. No, Tim. Not sure you can handle it, though. I'd like to try. And he sort of gets up and goes back to his business. And they're kind of picking up their equipment and heading back to their posts to kind of disappear a little bit. I think he likes you. I think he does, too. I think I got his free porridge. <laughs> you guys sit down. You're able to sort of enjoy a little bit to eat. Safira has a... An early morning ale. Yes. <laughs> it's it's swill, it's pretty garbage, but it does the trick. He's going to night time to be crisis. Do you guys have a <sighs> meal while you're sort of eating, gathering yourself? As soon as we finish our meal or ale, we should perhaps head directly to the town. I agree. I say we head to the uh, library before we head to the um, to meet Jillian. I agree. I wonder if they have a list of people who are supposed to be able to get into the library. I guess we'll find out when we get there. I could always fight him. No, no. we're not fighting anyone. <coughs> While I like your odds, I think. While you're very skilled. Yes. Maybe it's best. 
yes. if we approach the library first rather than the people that have been clocked. Oh well, the, 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 we have the, we, the, we, the, we've, uh, we we've have the paper, so there's no. They're not personally going to be there. All right. And I think if anyone ought to be at the library, it's me, given my history with this. Yes, given book. your great intelligence, you should be the one to go to the library. Are you trying to say that Goliaths don't read? No, I'm trying no, no, to say. Well I'm trying to say that Grimari and I have a history. Very well. You know, I'm a pretty good reader. I could give you some help. This isn't about reading skills. This is about Grimari. But if you'd like to come, you can. Oh, I will. Oh, thank you. She has a picture of me in her pocket. <laughs> she does indeed. Why'd you let her keep it? Like a fighter? <laughs> At least I didn't shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> I think I look brilliant. <laughs> um... Can we need to move on? Yeah, yeah so sort of finish, finish my beer. I finish my porridge. I'll finish my, my beer. Great. Yeah, sort of. Now, as you guys are sort of moving towards the other end of the. What's the sort of walking order as you guys are walking out towards the back entrance? I, I feel like I feel relaxed. I'm going to leave the way. Great. Sort of. Uh, <laughs> with, the, with the buzz of the morning ale. And I'm, the s- I'm sort of scanning the people who are awake as we pass just to see if anyone's looking at us. Sure. Make a perception check. I'm uh, comparing shield moves with, uh, <laughs> with my little friend here. Teaching you a thing or two. Seven in total. Perception check, yeah? Yeah, perception. Seven in total. Take on you don't notice size, anyone like in particular like note that sort of strikes. Uh, I'd like to roll over. I'd like to make a perception check as well. Uh, what are you looking for specifically? If anyone's looking at me. Okay, go ahead and roll. Everyone's <laughs> looking. Okay, yeah. That one's a lot. She's quite vain. Seventeen. Seventeen total. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no! Oh. I'm so sorry. Um, oh yeah, I don't have any added Seventeen. Yeah. Okay. You do the young soldier that looked up at you before. You see him, and he's walking. In, he doesn't notice you, and he sort of disappears into one of the military tents, and it seems like a larger tent. Like, sort of, uh, there's banners out front. Not, like, a lot larger, okay. but um, some, some sort of official capacity, perhaps. Okay. Um, can I glean any informa- more information about this guy? He disappeared very... You just sort of caught him as he was headed to the tent. And this tent, the banners, <coughs> are they the same? As mm-hmm. the Purple and black, yeah, and black. Sort of okay. broken crown colors. Okay. All right. I'd like to continue. Okay, answer Orba, what are you up to at this particular moment? <laughs> I'm just trying to contain my excitement that I'm about to go into the library. Great. Okay, so you're walking along, you're sort of feeling excited, and you're sort of not paying attention so much, you're sort of in your own thoughts, and you feel a sort of, and a little leather ball rolls up to your foot, sort of taps you in the foot, and you look around, and there's a young half-elf, no more than seven or eight years old, and she's sort of standing there, eyeing the ball at your feet. She's got messy hair, sort of peasant's rags. She stares at you. I pick up the ball and I hold it out and look at her. And she sort of walks up. And is she close? Yeah, she's, she's close. Oh, like I can hand it. Yeah, if you wait for her to walk up to you, yeah. Oh, no, I kind of want to toss it okay. to her. Okay, yeah, you toss it to her and it kind of and it rolls. And she smiles a little bit and she kicks it back to you. 
I pick it up again. <laughs> you, throw it again. you do this a couple times, back and forth. And she finally, she picks up the ball with her hands and she walks over to you. My name's Pi. What's yours? My name's Terry. What Wait. game are you playing? Just playing ball. By yourself? Yeah. We're headed north. Can't stay here, Ruthie says. My father's Cresimir Molifair. He's one of the richest men in all of Antisuyu. But my mum is not Mrs. Molifair. So we can't stay here. That's what Ruthie says. And as she's saying that, a sort of stout dwarven woman walks up. And she goes, Oh, pie, dearie, don't be talking to strangers. And she sort of is shuffling her away. She says, Bye, Terry. And she sort of shuffles her off. Who was that? Just a little girl. What are you talking about? We were playing a game. But I saw her talking to you. Yes, we threw a ball back and forth, like people do, and then she left. And that gets snippy. Oh, but you're not usually that quippy with me. <laughs> and then I go back. Um, She's really gone. quickly, can I just get that name again of the dad? Cressamir. C-R-E-S-S-A-M-I-R. We didn't hear that. You didn't hear this. Cressamir. Molefair. M-O-L-L-E-F-A-I-R-E. And her name? Pi. P-A-I. And the Molefair name is would be familiar to anyone. They're extremely wealthy. They're a family in Mantisuyu that's very, very, very wealthy. And the, and the dwarf lady took her away. With the girl was a, was she a dwarf too? Or? Uh, no, she was a human. Or half elf. Half elf. Sorry. Yes. Oh, okay. So that probably wasn't her parent. No, she. Yeah. That was, that was like a caretaker. Um. Okay. That was nice. Now that we're done playing in fetch, can we keep moving? Yeah. Right. Let's go. You guys move along, and you get to the other end of the blockade now, the sort of large area, and you get to the other end, and anyone who's inside, they assume has already been checked, they kind of wave you through, soldiers kind of let you go, you guys are now on the other side of the blockade, and from here, the weather's fairly nice, it's sort of a balmy kind of day, and you're able to see far into the distance, and you're able to see far enough that not the city proper itself, but structures and things, you're now getting into the sort of surrounding area of Orinchupa where it starts to get, it's off a little ways, but it starts to get a little more urban. There's a little more activity, more people. On this side of the blockade, there's not only people traveling back and forth, but carts are set up, people sort of taking advantage of the increased foot traffic around the blockade. There's stands for food, basic furs, boots, accessories, any sort of basic amenities that an adventurer might or traveler might need as they sort of pass through. You guys are walking through this pseudo-marketplace. It's not really. It's just some sort of street vendors as you walk through. You need anything to cover that head of yours? <laughs> um, maybe. Can we spare any gold? You're the oh. only one with money. I think probably we should go to the library go to see Jillian. Hopefully, she pays us. That's two different, the library and the clan. 
Yeah, so we, I, I think we should go to the library first, Definitely. go to the clan, and then afterwards, if we should need anything, depending on what Jillian says, maybe we can circle back, get anything we might need. I'm sure there are shops in, in the city proper as well. Uh, yeah. Let's just get to that library. No, we, I, I have no money to spend here. Yeah, neither do I. And I don't feel like stealing right now. Neither do I. I don't, don't think we should steal. steal anything. I think we should not draw attention to ourselves. Can I do like a perception? What are you looking, so what are you looking for? I don't know, familiar faces? Or uh, <coughs> sure, yeah, as you sort of walk through this sort of market area, and you can take a look around. Four. Four, yeah. I mean, nothing out of the ordinary. It seems pretty rudimentary. There's, you know, basic stands, people selling, nothing suspicious. Yeah. I'd like to do Check as well. Okay. Are you looking for something specific? I'm looking if people are looking at me, I'm afraid. Okay. Oh. Everyone thinks I'm so poor. Yeah. Again. Okay. Yeah. It seems like a you know there isn't even any really military presence here. This is all okay. traders, right. you know, yeah. travelers. It's right. a little market. Everyone relax. All right. Should we go proceed yeah. to the library? Yeah. All right. You guys are walking through this sort of area and. You do notice, as you move a little bit further, a hooded figure that's sort of walking up to one person, sort of, and then he sort of skits over to another person, sort of, he sort of is walking up to one person, the next, and he sees you guys, and he walks up, and he sort of scuttles over, and you can see a beak protruding out, hooked on the end, and clawed feet that sort of twitch as he sort of stands in one place. This is a kenku, it's a sort of bird-like humanoid um, and these sort of species live on the fringes of society they kind of make a living <coughs> however they can and he identifies the largest person in the group he sees graven and he sort of walks up <coughs> are you looking for papers i have papers very good quality very official are you looking for papers and he sort of holds up a wing that's sort of covered in a robe and he holds up a piece of paper Invitation to the Molifer Estate tasting. Very exclusive. And then he puts it down, he picks up the other. Basement pass for the dancing clam. Can't get into the basement without a pass. Puts it away. Another one. Shipyard inspection papers. <coughs> you want to get onto a ship in Orinchupa? Very sneaky. He puts that away. <laughs> Library of Orinchupa. Proof of esteem. You like rare books? This gets you into the rare books. And, he, and then he, for one brief moment, he kind of holds out his robe, and he, he's got sort of papers lining the inside of his pockets, and then he puts them all back together. Well, Birdman, uh, seems useful. Um, how much? All the fair estate, 90 gold. Basement pass, 30 gold. Shipyard papers, 50 gold. Library, 15 gold. Feathers kind of. <laughs> Where can, can we I find you? Show Always here. Always here. Always here. <laughs> is, is there anything rather short on gold at the moment? Is there I trade. I trade. Trade is what? You have things? Papers for me? Uh, I go to mm. find them. Yeah, I have a piece of corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 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 I 
Papers and goods. Papers and goods. Maybe we'll visit with you again, but uh, no thank you. I, I did I just say, the, um, the, the, the access to the library. I have um, a single um, minor healing potion. Would you be perhaps interested? Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> Can get healing potions anywhere. Can't get these anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going <laughs> You said the book you needed was not rare at all. Mm-hmm. That's correct, yes. Perhaps we'll just investigate that and we could, we could return here if needed. You think it's important to get to the basement of the Vincent Clark? I think. I think there are many things he proposes that seem interesting, but we have nothing. Unless you won't get traded. Me? I just want to battle against a seven-foot man. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I'd be careful what you say to her. Can I go up to the kinko? Did you make these yourself? Secrets. Very secrets. They're very good. But very good, very good. They look great. I mean, they look very good. I mean, they're, you know, he's implying that they're forgeries, but mm-hmm. the penmanship is very good. There's a couple of them, like the uh, shipyard inspections and the library ones have like a wax seal that's been pressed into it. I mean, they seem, they seem very, very good. Are there any services we could perform for you? Trade only. Papers, goods. What's this tasting all about? Oh, very exclusive. Big party. Rich people, famous people, all there. When is it? Uh, two days time. Two days. You know, I'm a pretty good writer. I bet I could make several copies of these things for you if you need more copies of them. How good? Very good. Let me see. And he holds out a piece of paper <laughs> that's blank that he produced from sort of a pocket. <laughs> and he holds one of the uh, one of the basement passes mm-hmm. for the clan. And um, go ahead and make a sleight of hand check. Is there a is there a check that makes more sense than that? I'm not looking at the sheet. check. I was going to Great. say performance. No. We'll, we'll, we'll say it's based on how good your penmanship is, which is sort of sleight of hand. We'll okay. Go with that. Ten. Ten. So you take a moment and you sort of take a moment to copy it out, and he sort of watches nervously around as you're sort of doing it, and when you're done, he sort of... And he picks it up and goes, mm, not good enough. And he, you can take this one out. Like he lets you have the okay replica of the one that he had. So he, you know, and this Which was one was it? Oh, the basement pass. It's a okay. decent attempt at the basement pass. Do you think if I practice this, I could get better? You come back to me. Yeah? Yeah, we make lots of money. Okay. <laughs> and he, can we take him with us? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, no, he's human size. <laughs> <laughs> he can't fit in the bag of corn. No. So I got the basement two dancing clam. Kind of. Yeah, like, a, 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 <laughs> like, a, like an okay for <coughs> Okay. Uh, if you see me again, please approach. Yes, yes, I have papers. Any sort of <laughs> what's, what's your name, sir? Oh, my name? Nakamisu. 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 I will see you soon, and I will be better. Yes, yes, I'm sure. Yes, very good. My paper's very good. And he sort of 
skitters away. And as he skitters away, there's sort of a child there who's like, Look, Ma, a bear me. How do we get more gold? Again, I think we should go to the library. Yes. So as you guys, you continue down the path, and one other inter... Who's leading the way, sort of, here? I think I was originally. Okay. So as you're walking... (laughs) (laughs) Another interaction that sort of catches your eye is a sort of heated discussion between cadet wearing the purple and black colors and a man following behind him and the trailing man makes several attempts to step in front of the soldier with some difficulty because his left foot is wrapped in a sort of bandage and he clumsily uses like a wooden crutch to sort of keep the weight and he's trying to sort of get himself in front and finally you see the soldier grab him sort of by the scruff and he says I never wanted you to marry my sister and now you're no brother of mine you're a parasite and you'll get no blood from me. Figure it out yourself. And he pushes the man back and sort of stumbles with the one crutch that he has. <coughs> and the man stands there dejected. And his clothes are refined. They seem like pretty nice clothes, but they could use a wash. And one end of the sleeves has come kind of unraveled. And you can see why as he sort of nervously sort of picks at it while he's standing there. And he sort of sits for a moment and then sees you standing, a lot of you wearing armor, carrying weapons, and he immediately sort of perks up at the sight of you. And he walks over. Now you look like a group that doesn't fear nothing. My name's Willard, and I was wondering if I could get a bit of help, seeing as how the fleet of the Broken Crown is a little short on brotherhood these days. And you can see the man that he was talking to sort of give up as he sort of walks back towards the blockade. There's an item that needs retrieving down by the coast, not 30, 45 minutes away. It's tucked away in a little cove, and nobody knows it's there but me. But I can't get it myself, because I'm not exactly at full strength. And he points sort of down towards the, the bandage on his foot. I was wondering if I could enlist a bit of help. What kind of item? See, making a living in Orange is very difficult. I ran into some money problems, as it were, and, and in a moment of weakness, I turn to the gentle void. I, I presume you've heard of them. You Maybe. Know. Now, I know it wasn't the smartest move, but in my defense, I was desperate. So, I borrowed the gold, and when it came time to collect, I didn't exactly have all of it to pay back. Now, I knew they'd come and start smashing and stealing as they're known to do. So, prior to their arrival, I gathered a satchel, put some valuables in it, and I hid it down by the beach. And after the shakedown, I went to go get my items, but the area is now infested with sturges, and now these creatures, they're nothing to an experienced fighter, but that's not my trade. I got injured while I was running away, and now I can't get to the bag, so I'm asking you, if you go get the bag, I just need a couple of items in it, and you can have the rest. And what would those items be that you need? I have a book, and a necklace, what and book? that's it. Uh, the book is, is just some correspondence between me and my wife. Is that the man, is that the, uh, what was that about the the wife that the man said to you? Yes, that's my brother-in-law, although he wouldn't like to be called as such. We don't exactly get along. What else might be in the bag that we could keep of any value? A couple pearls, uh, a a bit of, uh, some rings, some some rings that might fetch a bit of gold. 
Perhaps five to ten gold per each of them, and there's at least three or four rings in the bag. So all we'd get was your leftovers. Well, it's a, a decent bit of gold for, for nothing but a mission. Uh, for experienced fighters, these things are... And you guys have heard of Sturges before. They're sort of a bat-like creature, and they kind of <laughs> sort of latch on and sort of suck blood out of you if they latch on. They're, they're you know, they're not very large. They're... Do we see? Do we see like markings on him? That just the bandage on his leg. He doesn't have any other markings besides. <clears throat> can I um? Can I see if he's if he's if he's uh, lying when he's talking about what he wants to keep from the uh, bed? <coughs> uh, about what? Sorry. He's, cause he said he just wanted some some papers and and then like a ring. He said uh, a bed. necklace and a, a necklace. And a book. Yeah, and a book. Can I see if he's being totally truthful about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, make an like, uh, inside check. Um, fifteen total. Fifteen, yeah. I mean, as far as you can tell, he's he doesn't seem to be trying to deceive you anyway. He seems to be fairly forthright about what's in the bag and, and what he has. How much gold do you have left? Seven. Those are nice clothes you're wearing. I reckon you might have some more gold than just what you've kept in that cave. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a little bit underwater with the gentle void. But if you come to Urnchupa, I'm happy to try and get what I can. And what do you think you can get? Uh, perhaps uh, a, a little bit of savings that I've scrounged from my business. I make toys. I have a shop, and uh, if I if I if I can get your help now, I can pay you back in little portions. Like, why are you in debt with the gentle void? What do you need their help with? Well, my shop is fairly new, you see, and I just bought a new home and. I sort of need to make payments on the house. It's in a very good spot. You, you can come by for a cup of tea. Right. So they paid off your house? I have not yet, no. That's what I was borrowing the money for. And I haven't paid it all off yet. So you said five gold each without the additional gold that you're going to provide Five us? gold per ring. Yeah, he said so each rings. ring might be worth oh. around five gold. And there's a few rings and a couple pearls. He's, you know. So fifteen, maybe twenty gold. Still not enough for a single paper. I don't know anything about papers. We're pretty desperate. I wasn't talking to you. Oh, oh, sorry. Talk amongst yourselves. We're pretty desperate for gold at the moment. Fifteen gold could be. Last he saw, there were only small monsters there, but anything could have gathered since. What at the beach? I think it's a small mission. I don't see why we don't do it for him. All right. Okay. So here's the deal. The two items, the necklace with a bit of quartz in it, and the book, and the rest of it is yours to keep. Where's your wife? She's back in Orange She's at the house. Right. You can meet her when you come. We'll all have dinner together. <laughs> I... Yeah. Can, can I ask you about that necklace with a bit of quartz? Of course. Does it have special meaning to well, you? It's just handed down from a grandmother. Other than that, I... I don't know anything about it. It doesn't seem magical to me, but not a bit of magic in my blood. In this cave, you give us directions for you? Yes, yes, of course. Very easy to find, but very well hidden if you don't know how to look for it. I I can't imagine anyone else has stumbled by it at this point. Is anyone else looking for these things? I don't even think anyone else knows it's there besides me and and you now. See, I'm trusting now in, in strangers. Would you... Be willing to come with us. Well, it's a bit of a trek, and he sort of holds out the foot. 
And he points, and as before, the sort of left side of the road, it's a decent slope, and it sort of goes down into some thick forestation before you get to the coast and the beach. So, you know, he's not lying. Kind of someone who's, yeah. you know, has a bum foot, it would be hard for him to get down there. Well, let's retrieve these things for you, for you then, shall we? All right. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. I'll wait up by the blockade, yeah? And he just sort of points to the sort of the fences. Not to get, not back in, but, you know, just outside. Right, we'll meet you there with your things, then. Very well. And he sort of, he takes out your map, and it sort of gives descriptions along with it. There's sort of a, a path that he sort of describes to hit the beach. <coughs> so sort of walk down, hit the beach, and turn left, and there's some rock formations. He gives you a decent description of it to sort of find where it is. All right, well, I'll lead the way to go. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. And you guys walk off, and he sort of points down where part's sort of sloping off, and in the distance there's sort of a sand trail that kind of comes. It seems like maybe he marked it a little bit. And you guys sort of make your way down through this, and you sort of get into some forestation, sort of trees and thick bushes and stuff. Um, you're sort of walking down toward the beach. Or you can hear the ocean from here. Um, I'd like to do a perception check. Okay, for what? So, just to see if it, like, I hear any of the little creatures or like, okay. anyone's around. Ten. Ten total. Yeah. Um, it, there doesn't seem to be anything hostile. You see some birds in the trees and some, you know, general sort of small creatures running around, but nothing that seems threatening. There's so much bush out here. How long is this going to take? You sort of hack your way through a little bit. There's a little <laughs> path. But... No. Got to get to that library today. I agree. Let's make quick work of these creatures and get back to Orange Chupa. We can, we can perhaps even, as soon as we get our money, we can stop by the library. I agree. Okay. You guys sort of descend down, and you reach the coast, and as he described to your left, there's sort of a, a rock formation that juts out. And he said if you sort of move around this rock formation on the other side is where you're sort of finding the satchel. So you guys are moving up, and as you move up, you can start to hear sort of the sounds of the creatures, sort of like... Little squeaking and skittering as it sort of are you guys sort of making sneaking your way up, or are you sort of surveying it? Moving, uh, yeah. moving. We are moving very slowly <laughs> well, how and very quietly. Are they like? They aren't alone. They could be in a big in pack. A big, yeah, in a in a group, they could overwhelm you. But okay. as far as this, they come, it could be as many as like a hundred of them. As a he didn't. I mean, he said there was a few. He didn't yeah. get a specific number. Well, he survived, though. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> I, 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 would, I would like to sort of take the take. lead and, and move very, very stealthily okay. as, we, as we sort of proceed upwards. Okay, next I'll check. Yeah, I thought I might have to. Stealth. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Um, uh, 11 total. Okay, <coughs> so you, you sort of are able to make your way sort of around the large rock formation, and you peek in... And it's, it's, there's sort of a cove, kind of a, a ceiling sort of rock formation, and it gets kind of dark, but you are able to see it's a little bit of flittering. Three that are sort of flying around, but could be more. You are only able to sort of see three from the vantage point that you're at right now. Okay. Um, you can't see the pack from here. He said it was sort of in the back, sort of portion. I'd like to kind of quietly run ahead of him and, like, just look in, because I, I just want to get it. And okay, make a stealth check, yeah. 16 um, plus 5. Sure, yeah, yeah. And you're able to sort of, you sort of make your way up and you sort of duck from one rock to one rock and you have the ocean on your right side and the noise of the sort of kind of covers your mm -hmm. foots in the sand. What do you see? Um, what? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, can I do a perception check? Uh, you can see from where you are. Okay. I mean, given the... Again, you see at least three or four of them, kind of... One of them sort of flies and sticks to a surface, and you see another I'm one. I'm assuming these are creatures that might swarm towards a light source. Okay. So I just don't <laughs> want to... They're bats. I don't want to, like, <laughs> come in and, like, hey! Sort of, uh, <laughs> just have them all. You know? yeah. This is just kind of an overhang, or it's like a cave? It's, it's not really a cave. <coughs> There's a large rock and... It would be a very shallow cave. There's sort of an indentation in the rock, and that's where he said the satchel was. Oh, the satchel's just sitting in there. It's not like buried or anything. No, he didn't say it was okay. buried. He said it was behind a rock. I would so. like to just run up and mm-hmm. to where the, that is. <laughs> to where the satchel is? Yeah. You'd be running through the beat the creatures. That's... Yeah, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I, could, I could maybe shoot some fire. I was going to say, we should, attack, we should attack them before they see us. What yeah. if I... I mean, I, I'm going to... Tiefling... I can't see the satchel shit. I was going to say... You can't them? see the satchel room, and, and both of them couldn't see it from where they were. I was just planning on running in and running will. Somebody with a bow, maybe. Someone try to... with a bow or a fire should I attack them. I have a them. bow, Great. but... Let's attack them from far away where they can see us. But they're tiny. They're going to attack you, though. Yeah. Right. So attack them first. I can um, take a swing at it. I'd like to take my bow, then. Okay. Um, really, we're going to... Um, oh, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to shoot, like, a few arrows if I can. Uh, you can shoot one before they sort of. Notice. But then they're gonna notice. Okay. I'm just gonna assess anyways. Ten. Plus. It's an attack roll. <laughs> Boy, you just rolled and you're yeah. just like, what <laughs> I got? I just assumed <laughs> <just, laughs> How high do they fly? Uh, just... How high do they fly off the ground? <laughs> yeah, how high are they usually? Um, they, you know, they're, they're, sort, of, they're sort of cave dwelling creatures, so they might fly. 50 feet in the air sort of come down. What did you use? I don't know. Oh, okay. He's asking for... An attack. Longbow. Yes, you shot okay, an arrow at, so at the nearest one. So I shot an arrow, so 15. That's Great. Hit. That hits, yes. So go ahead and roll for damage. Um, what, what are we going? 1d8? Uh, the longbow roll. 1d8 plus 3. D8, D8. Oh, D8. Which one's D8? This one? No, that would be that. No. Where is it? Here the diamond D1, oh. yeah. 8. Plus three. Great, 11. So you you sort of take aim and, and you fire one and it sort of and it sticks to the other opposite rock surface and it immediately is dead. It sort of and it sticks there. And it, so a couple of them sort of they flitter and they look over towards it and they're sort of circling around the one that got pinned to the wall. And they haven't uh, seen you as of yet. Okay. I'd like to kind of kill a few of them in like a... <laughs> Uh, can, you can make another attack roll. Yeah. Can I maybe, like, the light thing that I did earlier, I can pick up a, a rock and it might stay lit if I yep. just throw it into mm-hmm. the darkness. Yeah, it will stay lit. Oh, yeah. So I, I pick up a, a skipping stone and, uh... <laughs> it sort of lights up. Foof it. Sort of and feel the light sort of pulse out from it. Just kind of, like, lob it. <coughs> sort of toss it over towards so where they are. roll... Yeah, and it just sort of rolls in it. Some of them, just, in a couple, you see three or four of them come down, and uh, like four of them skittering around the lit stone. If I peek in, can I see the satchel sack thing? Uh, are you trying to get With closer, or are you just trying to see it from like where you are? How far am I at the moment? From the creatures? Yes. 40-ish feet, 40, 50 feet? Can I Maybe get within 30 feet? Yeah, make a stealth check. Ooh. 19 20 Okay, yeah, you sort of duck your way and you move through a couple of the larger rocks 
and you get up nice and close. And in the back portion, there is a rock formation, sort of two rocks butting up against each other with a crevice in the middle. And this is the sort of location that he described. And you can see some straps sort of sticking up near the rock. Seems like a, a bag of some bag, backpack, something. How far away am I from the bat? Uh, well, you'd have to, it would be past that. So you're now yeah. about 30 feet from the creatures, mm -hmm. and it's probably another 30, 40 feet and past the, that. The light is still only illuminated a total of like five. <coughs> uh, yes, uh, yeah. And there's only four of them skittering around the, the lit rock, but there could be more in the darkness. Possibly. My, my hand can only reach if I'm literally underneath those guys. It seems like they're gathering towards the light, right? Yeah, are you asking me? Yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> fire, fire. That was so unclear. Fire <laughs> yeah. more arrows. Yeah. It's hard to have a full um, conversation here as yeah. you sort of split up among right. the... Right, okay. Um, I, I see one that's like glittering around mm -hmm. the dead one. And I'd like to... Sure. Take another attack. Ooh. 16. Which not a good um, Plus 5. Oh, you're able to... And it sticks in into the sand and the other one sort of sticks in and this time because the ones are all sort of flittering around they were already there they are able to sort of and they identify you as a target and everyone's going to make an initiative roll here that's, that's d20 we tried d20 yes and add your initiative and oh god oh god seven uh yes let me wow george if you want to get track of everybody yes horrible so i think i might have the highest so far with 12 I have six. Where's my pencil? Excuse me. One day I'll roll over a ten. Today is not that day. <laughs> neither was the last I, That was really good. I killed two of them really fast. I'm all proud of myself. For my luck. Okay, anybody 20 and above? Uh, how about 15 to 20? Is that an issue that thing? No, 15 to 20. Yeah, but... Oh. No 15 to 20? Oh boy. Hooky dooky. Any 10 to 15? 12. 12? Oh, wow. Okay, so it's <laughs> Graven with a solid 12. Then I had a 10. I a 6. I, I have 7. Oh, okay. Seven. I have 4. <coughs> I mean, this is just. You're tangled up in yeah. a bush yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's not linked up there. Graven, or Go ahead and keep the Marilyn, Sophira. Uh, Bees. And then, Bees. Yeah, and then Beezy. 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 And Do you want me to fiddle with it, Safira, that's okay. And you guys were back a little bit further. I'm all the way Sorry, you're way back there. Great. Okay. Unless there's something like big lurking in the shadows, these things deal withable. I was just gonna run in there. Yeah, get yourself. They look like spiders, but insects are all so okay. is the red one hurt or is... No, 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 they're, they're all the same. Great. Um, <coughs> <coughs> uh, and oh, put yes, the Sturges in, uh, they had nine. Okay, so it's between... You're going to love how I spell this. 
Sturges. S T I R G E Sturges. Oh, oh, I see. Got him. Yeah, twenty on that one. All right. Okay, so the flickering, they, the, they sort of, <laughs> and they flitter, and they sort of see you guys, and they start to sort of move in towards where you guys are located. I'm first. Yeah. Uh, right yeah. It, uh, I haven't done this one yet, so if, if I were to use, like, a cone of fire spell, mm-hmm. uh, even though those guys are in front of me, does it... Uh, it, it will affect allies, unless it otherwise says it doesn't. There's Sorry, guys, gotta kill these things. There's a satchel. So... This is where you guys came from, and the satchel's like back here. Yeah, this is the sort of cave. Okay, so I don't want to burn the satchel. They're 30 feet. Wait, what? They're 30 feet from the satchel. So you think I should. Yeah, the satchel's like. The satchel would be like basically right on the edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You probably have to me, Each creature in a 15 foot cone. Yeah, that would be allies. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't want to hurt you guys. I'm standing creature in a 15 right foot cone. Don't hurt me. And, and just know that this. I could move. Just know that this portion is that's raised ground. That's like r- I can't walk cliff. right up. There. You'd have to climb up there. Oh. Could I climb up there and then make a, a fire shot? Uh, if you succeed on your climb, yes. Oh golly! Mm. I will attempt it, Dustin. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and make an athletics check. Uh, an athletics check. Nineteen. Nineteen. So okay, so. You're climbing, it's going to be difficult terrain as you climb, so it will be, it takes double the amount of movement. So how much movement do you have total? 30 feet. 30. So normally where it's 5 per square, it would be 10 per square as you climb. So I can only do 3 squares. So you can move 3 squares. But I think yes, that gets me out side. of the range of hitting my bros here. So. Okay. So just point. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go, go, sorry. I'll go 3 directly that way. Okay. One, two, three, sort of climb up the rock face. Yeah, yeah. and I think mm. now I can do a nice... Uh, so what is the... Re- just read it so everybody... A hot hands spell. Uh, burning hands. Hold my hands. Thumbs touching and fingers spread. A thin sheet of flame shoots forth from my outstretched fingertips. Um, each creature in a 15-foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. Creature takes 3d6 fire damage. You don't... No one is within 15 feet of you. Damn it. Each square is five feet. <laughs> oh, man. You just climbed up on that mountain for no reason. Well, I can do other things. Um, what's the terrain like there? Uh, any of the rocky face would be difficult terrain that you'd have to climb. <coughs> okay. So anything f- closer towards me from where Orba's standing there, that's all rock face. That's all. Well, I might have just wasted my turn because now I can't swing at him or anything, so... Um, Didn't someone say it was 30? Someone lied to you. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's 15, it doesn't matter. Oh, I didn't say that. Um, yeah, no, she was saying it was far, that the, the satchel was far. Your action can be more movement, right? Uh, you can dash for a second amount of movement, yes. Flame-like radiance descends on a creature that... A creature. Never leveled that out. All right. I don't want to waste a spell, though, on... Hitting one thing. Is it, is it a, a cantrip? Yes. Then it does not. Waste Let's it. do it. <laughs> All right. Flame-like radiance descends. This is the one I tried and missed with earlier. Sweet. Um, that I can see within range. Target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take one d8 radi- radiant damage. Target gains no benefit from cover. Spells damage increases by one d8 when you reach five. Okay. Great. So um, the closest one, uh, red boy here. Great. Uh, red boy. Whip red up boy. my. 
whip up my sacred flame. Great. 60 feet, because this is a range of 60 yep. feet. <laughs> uh, but you're still picking the red one, because they're all within range of that. So. Yeah, I'll do the red one. Sure. 1d8. Uh, it's, so he makes a dexterity saving throw? What is the... Yeah. Okay. The target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or Got take can, can I yell to him, because I'm right below the cliff? Take the one furthest away! <laughs> Sorry. Take the one yeah, furthest yeah. away! The spell is already... <laughs> it's already... <laughs> the spell has already chosen its destination, yeah, Ireland. Done the quipping. Seven. What is your dexterity save? On your second sheet, I think... It'll have spell save DC at the top. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. So he fails. Yes. So so now I can roll a D eight. Great. To right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what to give him the hot stuff. <laughs> Six. Six. Great. So the sort of flame sort of comes down and erupts and it, it sort of goes into a bunch of crispy bits as it kind of oh, yeah. goes crispy and disappears. Oh, nice. Yeah. Crispy creature. Oh. Okay, these guys don't have Good job, Craig. I take a bow on top of the cliff. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Orba. Okay. Um, I look to... Uh, hearing Erland give advice that was not taken, Orba's like, oh, okay. So she goes toward the furthest one away. Okay. Um, so she closes her eyes and senses the cold air around her fingers, puts her palm forward and aims at the thing and casts a ray of frost. This sort of frost curls around. Are you she moving towards frost. it or are you just mm-hmm. shooting at it? Um, I don't know. I'm staying there for a second. Okay. <coughs> 16 plus 5, I believe, is a 21. 21 hits. Okay, so I roll a d8, I believe. Yes, I do. Seven. Seven, yeah. So the, the frost kind of swirls around your arm and reaches out, and it, as it sort of is flittering towards you, it slows, and it and the wing kind of breaks off as it's trying to fly further, and it Whoa. falls to the ground. Oh, good job, I did it. I did it. Good job, Boba. Okay. Uh, it's the Sturgis. Sturgis. Okay, so after a couple of the Sturgis have fallen down, they kind of go into a panic, and they sort of swarm... And they're going to go towards the closest target, which is Sephira. Right. And it's going to attempt to attack here. Or nine to hit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm uh, 14. 14, yeah, so it misses. So it sort of comes in for a dive, and it sort of reaches its little proboscis out, and it tries to sort of latch onto you, but you sort of dodge out of the way, and the cape kind of blocks it, and it gets sort of tangled and kind of flitters. And the second one, who's closer here? It's going to go towards Orba. So it's going to come in and gross. come towards you. <laughs> 14, uh, 21. Yeah, that definitely hits. Great, so the creature comes in and it sort of reaches on. Ah. Don't have any means of defense, so it sort of latches onto your shoulder with sort of a big, sort of talon-looking thing. Ah. And it sort of bites in, and it's going to do... Three, four piercing damage. Yes. And so it's, and it's latched on there. It's now attached to you there. Get it off, get it off, get it off. <laughs> uh, great, that's, that's all of them. Um, I believe I'm within, I have 30 feet walking distance, so I can get up to the one that's latched on to Orba. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't, where's my, I don't have a pointer. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I can like get to like I gotta get to like here, yeah? Yeah, that's fine. Great. So um, as it's sort of latched onto her shoulder, I take my quarter staff and I go for a, a strike over top of it. Okay. Uh, that's a, is that what is that? A D20? <laughs> yeah, D20. Okay. Roll and add the hit modifier on your quarter staff. It's still under 10. Uh, 12. Total. 12. Uh, 12 misses. Um, so as, as I'm following through on it, I like throw my hand off and throw a punch on to it. <laughs> Great, so you, you go by and it kind of flattens itself up against Orba and you go in for a fist strike. Uh, it's another 20, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16. 16 hits. Hey. So that's D4. What's my D4? That's one of these guys, yeah? Nope. Wait, which, which my D4? This one? Mm-hmm. But then how do I... It's the top number. Oh. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> a 1 plus 2, so 3. 3 damage. So you go in for the punch and it hits it and it's sort of filled up with some of Orba's blood at this point and it kind of splatters oh, and it sort of flies off in every direction. And that one's dead as well. And I sort of, on, <laughs> on Zephyra's cloak, I just sort of clean up now the bloody Now you swap hand. the cloaks. <laughs> it's your cloak, actually. <laughs> it's my cloak now. But yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, great. Bizarra. No, yeah, Zephyra. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Zephyra's next. Okay. Um, uh, well, there's only one left, so I would like to... Since it's close to me. I'd like to take my second and attack it with my second. <clears throat> 12, um, 12 plus 3. 15, 15 hits. Unroll for damage. It's 1d. I don't eat one. Two, uh, 3. 3 damage. So as you, it's sort of flittering around you and you swing at it with the sickle and it catches it and you're able to catch it on the point and it kind of digs into it and it you drive it into the ground and you're able to pull the sickle out. And that guy dies as well. Well, I taught you things, I think, too. And after the Sturges sort of all, there's sort of a bloody mess near Orba, and a few Sturges sort of stuck into the ground, you hear sort of a rushing up from the water behind you. And a creature sort of emerges from where the water is. Inevitably. Coming, coming, coming. Just one creature emerges from the water. It's right next to you, Jeez. And it's sort of a... Uh, almost merman-esque, but a little more beast-looking. It sort of has a long spear that it holds, and it has fringes coming off of the sides, and it sort of emerges in the water, sort of falls off. It has slick, sort of oily skin and webbed hands, and it's going to come into the fight here. So we're going to put that uh, after Bizarra. So you would get to... You, you heard this coming sort of as the fight was happening. You heard the water sort of rushing up, and he sort of emerges out of the water. So um, Plus you go and save the big guy for me. Can, Quite yeah, cute, it though. doesn't. I don't think it takes. An, I, can I pass um, Orba my healing potion because I'm right next to her? Uh, on your turn, I think it's you only can. on the turn. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Sorry. Okay. So emerged from the water. Bizarre. It's your turn. All right, leave him to me. I'll approach him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You walk up to him, or you just go to going up like that? That's no half orc. That's no dim witted half orc. Be careful, little one. <laughs> He says from the top of the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. I'll keep an eye on you. you say that from above. Sort of shout to him as you're charging in towards the man in the water. Let's see if I can get him. <laughs> uh, and it's the flail. It says like plus 10. 16. Six, 16 hits? Oh. Of course. 
So as he's sort of emerging from the water, Bizarre charges. He's the first one to see him. And the flail sort of catches him, and one of the fins, kind of a piece of it, goes flying off. Go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, next to your flail, it'll say the damage. D8 plus 2. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10. So she's able to not only eclipse the fin, but it goes past the fin and hits it right in sort of one of its larger sort of legs or thigh area, and it embeds it with the spikes of the flail. And you sort of yank it out, and sort of the blood sort of flicks out as you sort of Oh, it looks like blood on my face. <laughs> okay, so the creature is going to go, I'm not sure what kind of creature it is exactly. It's going to move towards it's Sephira. Gonna go, hey, I'm just here to help. Can I check if it's a monstrosity? It is not. You're able to, you know, okay. and it isn't. Uh, he's he ain't gonna dead move, yet? No. He's going to move away from Bizarre, which means she gets an attack of opportunity. So you get to attack Ooh. it again as it's trying uh, to escape away from you. Sure. So go ahead and roll for an attack. <laughs> 18! 18 hits. So as it, it sort of zeroes in on Sephira as one of the first people identified by the creature, sort of the, it's been summoned out of the water and it makes its way towards you and you're able to get a swim. Go ahead and roll for damage. Oh. <laughs> Didn't hit him too badly. Three. Three. So as you sort of swing as it goes, and it just clips the back of it, and it kind of draws a little bit of blood on the back of it, but sort of escapes. Still up. Still, it's in. It's got a couple cuts and bruises on it. I'm still, still back here. You well know. struck, little one. Thank you. <laughs> and it's going to make an attack. Uh, it's going to make a multi attack. It's going to both bite and use a claw attack against Sephira. Um, first attack is a five. So as it goes in for the bite, it, and it only just gets air as you sort of duck back out of the way. And then as you duck back and it bites, it's going to take a backhand, like, sort of swipe with its claws. Uh, 17. 17 hits. So it takes the swipe and it manages to sort of catch you across the chest. And you take three pierce, uh, slashing damage, three slashing damage. And he sort of ah, feels <coughs> it as it slices by you. And uh, that's going to be the end of his turn. Ooh. Back up to the top. <coughs> Fire! Um, <laughs> I'm up on the cliff. I'm making sure everybody's in the good placement. Uh, before he does anything this time, can I yell to the top of the cliff? <laughs> the tiefling needs help! No, that's okay, that's okay. Uh, no, that's alright. I, I don't think he's dying. Um, uh, summon my... Well, no, no. The tiefling is close to the, the, the thing, and you need to heal her no, because no, she no, is no, like two okay. health. Okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Look, 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 Graven hears a lot of <laughs> Everybody <laughs> be quiet. You talk more than the little one. Hey, um, I'm going to hit him, hey. Get my ball of flame ready and off the cliff. Use that same one you're using. Yeah. So it's a, is it a dexterity save? Like yeah, a dexterity okay. save again. So great. Uh, great. Uh, three. I'm assuming that your spell yeah. save DC, but I'm, I'm assuming that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah twelve. Great. So he doesn't see it. you're up on the cliff. He doesn't see it coming. Sort of the fire descends down on him. Uh, the D eight again, right? Yeah, whatever those same. One D eight. 
Fire, fire damage. So the fire comes down and it really takes him by surprise. He doesn't see you sort of standing up on the hill there, and the flame goes, <laughs> fires down, it clips him, and there's a bit of sort of, it's a bad sort of nasty cooking smell as the sort of burnt, scaly flesh kind of singes and starts, starts to smolder. And he's really in bad shape now. He's still standing, but he's still, he's sort of like, ah, sort of feeling a little beat up at this point. I love fried fish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Orba. Okay, as she's like kind of holding one hand against the wound, she'll close her eyes again, try to search for the cold air, point her palm toward the thing, and cast a ray of frost. Okay, go ahead. Eleven. Eleven misses. So you feel the frost sort of shoot out, but as it's sort of in the water, it kind of submerges a little bit into the water just to sort of let the spell pass over it. And that is when I run away. <laughs> Uh, so six, six squares. squares? Yeah. I will go I max range. Okay. We need little hooks. One, on these two, two, three, four, five, six. Like a farm. Goodbye. Oh, so Mister. Uh, so great. So surges are dead. Erlen's up. All right. Now, as, as soon as Orba moves away, as like she's leaving, I, I charge forward. Um, and go for, like, go for like a, a jab with my quarter okay, staff yeah, forward. Like, like right, for the, right, for, the, right yeah. for the mermaid nose. I'm going to work. I thought you were going to hit Orbo. Yeah. We've been getting along so well this episode. <laughs> 15 plus. Wait, plus. No, I mean, whatever. 15 hits. I was getting all excited. It was 19 total. So D1, D6. Where's my D6 at? Which one's the D6? Mm. Uh, regular, regular dice. Yeah, like, what? Six plus two, eight total. Eight damage. So you go in for the jab, and you're able, as it sort of turns, it opens its mouth to do a kind of, <laughs> and it right in the, and it feels it, and it, and it, and it falls into the ground. Thank goodness, Erlen. You finally did the group some good. I sort of step on its face and pull out my quarter step. <laughs> All right, let's not get too coffee now. Mm. And that ends the combat. Hey. Woo! Uh, we can see the satchel. Uh, yeah, you were able to. See, so Orb is very close to it. Oh, oh great! Is this is a creature oh. to have with this thing? A creature we could loot? No, I mean it has, <laughs> it has a spear. You take a scale so, for luck. Yeah, a scale around my neck. <laughs> you could take a scale. You did so me. much during this battle that uh... <laughs> I hit it twice. <laughs> you only hit it. Oh, um, grab the sack. Let's get going. I like very quickly after pulling it out, r- run up to where Orba is to, to okay. make sure she doesn't take. Orba's crawling more toward than the sack. <laughs> sort of making your way, and you go over, and there is a bag there. I mean, just as sort of he described, there's a sack there. Seems backpack size. You know, seems like it could carry a few items. Should we open it just to make sure everything's there? Yes. That's what I was about to do. As a group. Pick up the sack. Seems fine. A little bit heavy. It seems like, you know, there might be what he's describing. Can I just sit and put it in my lap for a second and, like... Sure. For, like, ruby traps? Or yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, can we... Can, can, I, I ran up to kind of... So can I be like, wait, 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 and, like, sort of look at it closely huh? to make sure? I mean, she picked it up already oh, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Great. Right. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so. Let me see, let me see. What are you throwing? What is this? What are you throwing? <laughs> what what, what is she finding? So she sits and holds the bag kind of in her lap and she... Flips open the top back and she opens it up and looks into it. And that's where we're going to end the stream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Ah, look at the box! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
thanks to everyone who's watching for joining us. We will continue two Sundays from now, not next Sunday, but the Sunday after it. Find out what's in the bag, and we'll get the battle cam figured out. Um, but yeah, great job, everybody, and we'll continue yeah. next time. Well done, everyone. <laughs> That's all for now. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on the podcast app of your choice. Cheers for that. Until next time, as the Ackley Elves would say, your presence is a gift.